The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio Digital Media. Brought to you by Brown and Wood, Buick GMC, Cadillac and Mazda. Hey Pirate Nation, this is Tom Brown from Brown and Wood Buick GMC Truck. We've been serving the Pirate Nation in Eastern North Carolina for 83 years. We have four brands, three generations, two showrooms, and one goal to make sure you leave a happy customer. We're located on Greenville Boulevard next to the Convention Center or shop us online at brownandwoodauto.com. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Happy game day eve to you and yours. Clip Brock inside the Pirate Radio studios on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio, Pirate Radio Live, our final Pirate Radio Live. Until kickoff of the 2021 ECU football season, we'll be with you 24 hours and 30 minutes from now on the Bud Light pregame tailgate Thursday at 3.30, getting you set for the 7.30 kickoff between the Pirates and the Appalachian State Mountaineers. We're breaking down that football game and a whole lot more on today's edition of Pirate Radio Live on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 9.30. You can find us online pr927fm.com and also watch us on facebook live and on youtube and we got a ton of great videos out on youtube right now just dropped a new one to get you ready for the uh, football season featuring the pirate radio crew holden aylers and mike houston but also we have post practice comments from mike houston donnie kirkpatrick blake harrell pirate players this program the brian bailey show it's all there for you on youtube uh if you are subscribed uh, to pirate radio tv all right uh coming up on today's program i had a uh, you know, college football nfl writer antoine staley on two weeks ago to talk college football and nfl i got so sidetracked uh, with the nfl we never got to college football so uh, we're bringing them back on today to preview week one and talk ecu app state and a whole lot more he'll join us at four o'clock the voice jeff charles will be on the call with kevin monroe coming up tomorrow night at bank of america stadium jeff charles will join us in the four o'clock hour former ecu tight end will uh, be with bryce williams in the five o'clock hour We'll also hear comments from Appalachian State head coach Sean Clark, Donnie Kirkpatrick, and Blake Carroll, the OC and DC for ECU football. Uh, Shirley Rhodes is here. Chandler Honeycutt also here. And Mike Mullis joins us to kick things off inside the Pirate Radio studios. How you doing, Mully? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm good. Am I here now? Uh-oh. We Uh-oh. did a full uh, switcherooski. Yeah. Let's see. Is this better? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds much better. Okay, we had some microphones uh, crossed up. We got yeah, we did a little sword fighting here in the studio. Things got crossed up, and now we're ready to go. Look at Shirley. You know what's funny? All site producer. It was uh, honestly, I was listening to you uh, open the show, and I was like, man, maybe these headphones just need to be turned up. But uh, no, I think this is perfect. Now. Loud and clear. Yeah, I'm here now. Molly, uh, happy game day eve to you. Love the shirt. Well, thanks. Yeah, love yours too. Buddy. Fixed NC. Yeah. Restore, renew, maintain. Yeah. Uh, Call us first. Game day. Eve. It is. It's cool. Unless you're a UAB or Jacksonville State fan, and it is game day. That's right. It man. It. It. it, it, it I know we had week zero last week, but it didn't even. 
you know, it kind of didn't feel. They don't count. Yeah, it didn't they feel can't, it's football, but it don't count. But it it it, 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 it was in East Carolina, so it was uh, you know even less relevant. But but yeah, man, it's awesome. It's cool. You can chime in on Twitter or on Facebook Live, or give us a call three one seven twelve fifty. Steve Hill said, "Is that supposed to be funny?" Thank you, Steve, uh, for that. Was, was that, that supposed to be funny? Yeah, that's, that's a classic liner. John Moody says, "Clip, let's go." John Moody, I believe, in route, or he might be in Charlotte. He'll give us a on-the-scene weather report coming up on Thursday. Sweet. Molly, uh, how are those chicken wings doing you were telling us? Oh, no. I mean, mm. they're, they're going to be ready to go. <laughs> ready to go? What kind of uh, what kind of uh, sauce? Are you a dry rub or are you no, a I, I, sauce guy? No, Sousy. Uh, we, 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 we have a special sauce at home. It's called Dad Sauce. And, uh, yeah, this side. Yeah. So it is a, a sauce, not a dry. Correct. I like uh, my favorite wings in town were the O'Cools Caribbean Jerk Wings. Sure, good. R.I.P. And uh, I was like, Linus, uh, we're making some wings. Could you give us some of that uh, that dry rub you use? He, and he gave it to me in a bag, and it looked like I had like a bag of pot taking it home. <laughs> and uh, he was like, well, sure, you can have some clip, but you can just buy it at Food Line. It's just right. Like, I thought they had something special Pro- going yeah, on. Some <laughs> proprietary sauce. Yeah, I was that. like finding out. You know, no, we uh, yeah, no, we we have a we have a house sauce and and actually have a, cool. a good friend that makes a sauce that is just un, unbelievable. Uh, so we kind of mix it up. All right, uh, Mike Mullis is here. We will talk. Uh, well, the rundown says game day eve. We'll start there. So coming up three thirty, we'll be with you Thursday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We'll talk to the voice Jeff Charles, the voice of App State, Adam Witten. Uh, you'll hear comments from ECU coaches, players. We got uh, Double B Brian Bay. Billy Weaver, uh, Brian North, Stephen Igo, Ronnie Woodward, and lots of folks. I mean, I don't. I probably left some people out. It's going to be a great way to get you ready for kickoff. You know what's funny to me is I and I, I do peruse social media at times, and I saw a post yesterday that I couldn't help but respond to, and it was that uh, somebody stating the fact that East Carolina really needs to take App State seriously. And oh. <laughs> I'm like. You know, first off, East Carolina probably is going to take everybody seriously. At least needs to, and let's not feel like uh, we, you know, App State is uh, beneath us. So I, I, I found that to be comical. But I got a lot of text and also comments on the show yesterday about Billy Weaver saying this is Appalachian State Super Bowl, which I had to yeah I, vehemently I, disagree. Yeah, with. I, I can't even see how that would even be. not a great take by Weave. No, I. No, that's that's. It's almost tragic. I mean, <laughs> tragic I, take. I, I wanted to say comical, but it's really weave. You're better than that. But no, I. Uh, no, I, I think Appalachian State's had pretty good success here in recent in recent history. So I, uh, I think uh, this this should be a a good football game and quite frankly should be a game that's regularly on the schedule for both teams both programs uh, i think it's um it's a good test for both teams for where their conferences are and where they you know where they need to be to compete and things that are relevant uh, for the success of their season so no i think it's great i, I mean i i think it is a good matchup and i 
I, 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 the other thing that I'm very curious about, and obviously with South Carolina coming up on the horizon, was uh, this quarterback situation that South Carolina has where they're playing a grad assist at yeah. quarterback, which it's not like the dude was uh, just a student became a grad. He's got, you know, four years of quarterback experience under his belt. But, uh, but I, you know, both of those are interesting storylines, and I hope we yeah. get to see the grad assist uh, when East Carolina plays them. Uh, Mike on Facebook Live says, I don't believe that this is App Super Bowl. That's pretty good. That's probably fun. Yeah. Uh, so there you go, Mike. Um, last night I posted, I wanted to look back at last time ECU played App and look at some of the names. And I posted it. Uh, Chip Thompson. I like Chip. He had a very good sense of humor, but he was very shy. He wouldn't talk a whole lot. But uh, he had a scoop and score, 45 yard touchdown. Andrew Bodenheimer. Caught a touchdown pass. This is 2012, Mully. Who was the quarterback? Oh, God, 12. I have no idea. It's kind of a trick question. This is uh, Rio Johnson started the opener and then started at South Carolina. That's the game he got benched. And then Shane, Shane Carden took, took over, over for the next yeah. three years. I, I do. I knew with your love affair with Carden, I knew that it, somehow it would circle back to Shane Carden. Now let's speak on that. My no, love well, affair I mean, with I, Shane Carden. Yeah, I just, it seems like he he's your, um, he's, do you have a poster of his? Or do you have the? The card are you mistaking me tattoo? with somebody else no i'm pretty sure you i don't even know if he's my all-time favorite ecu qb I mean, that'd probably be gerard okay i mean i like shane carden okay well i mean I, you know are you wait a minute are captain. you jealous that i like him more than you no that's <laughs> no not, i see I mean, where we're no, going no no you should i mean he you know he he is a uh he's an all-timer how about my good buddy mike mullis uh I, this is why i told my wife this is why mully is one of my favorite people of all time you called me yesterday morning, which, by the way, so at least you're now admitting that I that you recognize that I called you yesterday morning, and it, by morning it was ten o'clock. I mean that's still morning, but it for most of us that's... anything before you called me yesterday. What do you okay? Anyway, continue. You don't your story. have to just pick apart every word I say. Continue your story. You can, but you don't have to. Uh, I I didn't see it. It didn't. I I didn't. I didn't see. It. I apologize. And uh, I texted you last night and said, hey. Can you either be on the phone at 3.20 or come by at 3? And you said, I could do either one, but you didn't call me back. And that's when I saw. And I was like, damn, I'm sorry, man. I apologize. Uh, can I call you now or has the moment passed? And and Molly said, call me now. I called Molly. It immediately goes to voicemail. And as I'm hearing him say, you've reached Mike Mullis, the, the phone vibrates. I get a text. And he said, sorry, can't talk, sorry, right, can't now. talk right now. <laughs> I mean, and I just like, I'd laugh. I, it was a true LOL moment. No. I, you messed with the best. That's what I happened. mean, that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was great. No, I was actually. I got to use that one. Can I use that sure, one? Sure, help is you. Is that out. trademark? Sure, no, help you. That's out. a great one. I, I, I actually was calling you, and this is this is uh, airworthy, to comment on the uh, the, the breakdown with, you, with uh, you and Troy the day before, the in the 5 o'clock hour of the, the show the night before, or the day before. And you, you were asking uh, whatever the question was. And Troy just went on this. I asked him who's going to win the game Thursday night. Is yeah, that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he it went, went that, about well, Holden was born. Yeah. I was waiting to hear the Hallmark movie music playing in the background, like the harps. And uh, it was. Cliff, before you get to this game, in 1907, ECTC was. Yeah, we, was we, we lined up and, and played a game in a Dust Bowl somewhere <laughs> south of Bethel. And, he went pretty deep on his prediction. Uh, yeah, so anyway, that was what I was calling about. I just, I, I happened to be hearing the replay as that was going on i said i gotta call clip on this one mike mullis uh do you want to throw out a prediction i know you've scouted both teams oh I, look i like the pirates to win i think it's going to be a pirate win by like three hmm. 
That made Chandler and I go, hmm. It's all about one thing, stopping the run. Yeah, stop Stop the run. run. I mean, uh, otherwise, I think we got plenty of offense to, you know, but it's, can we stop the run? I mean, it's, I think it's, and and quite frankly, to game plan for them, I'm sure this, that's, you know, it's, you go into the, to the defensive rooms and you're like, hey guys, guess what we got to do? We got to stop the run. I'm, I mean, do we sell out and make that quarterback Absolutely. beat us? And put put your corners out there and say, okay, if they're if they're just better than you, then you know we're gonna lose the game. Yeah. But if you can lock these guys down on the corners, just don't let anybody smoke you over the top and stop the run. Stop the run. That is the message. All right. Uh, and by stop the run, I mean somewhere they can't have but like two hundred yards rush. Molly, when you were playing and then went into baseball coaching, how much did you talk about the chip on the shoulder, the edge? Did you try to – did you look across the dugout and say, that guy's looking at us wrong, we need to take it out? Did you play mad? No. Not my deal. Well, I mean, if you got to talk about it, is it really there? I bring that up because everybody seems to be looking for a slight, for an edge. And if you want one, you got one. Shirley, do you have Frank Ponce, the Appalachian State offensive coordinator? Uh, he was talking recently about his quarterback, Chase Bryce, and had a bit of a slip-up. Let's – uh hear that in a moment i have the slip up only you want the whole thing give us the slip up we'll write our own story around it you Uh, tell me yeah get the whole thing okay all right give me two seconds here here's the deal though if you're a pirate player your edge is we didn't want we didn't win before football games last year and we finished on a high just look at the what else do you yeah what else do you need you need this change change the tradition huh change the tradition (laughs) slow down don't get Molly. Don't get upset with me. Is that supposed to be funny? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds just oh, like a recording. Now we got it live in studio. All right. Do we have the uh, comments, Charlie? Well, I don't know where you put it because it's not in the uh, folder. Okay. All right. So what did he say, Clip? Can you just clean this I, up? I got off? the slip up though. All right. Just hit it. Oh no! Here it is. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Good. We talked about this, and that's the biggest thing with him is just to stay even key and and understand the one thing that every play. It's not going to be a home run. So take what the defense gives you and manage the game, and we'll be fine. So, man, I think he understands that. He's done a real good job in practice and throughout fall camp taking what the defense gives him. And that's the biggest improvement that he's made from when he got here to where we're at now getting ready for Eastern Carolinas, that he is now understanding that every play is not going to have to be a deep ball or a home run, that we're going to just take what the defense gives you. All right, hold on. That, what did he say there? Was it Eastern Carolina? Did he say Eastern Carolina. Eastern Carolina. Oh boy, if that doesn't get you fired up, I don't know what will. Come on, man. I knew you were gonna react like that. Well, I mean, he didn't uh, read the media guide. This is uh this is for this is fan service. The fans are gonna Oh boy, they, let's 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 go let, let's go just storm Boone right now. Let's not even wait for the game. <laughs> I wish is that a, is that not an expectation that that's gonna happen? Uh, that so, it's not some from point, uh, an opposing coach. Well, you know what? He screwed himself up. He should have just said ECU. Yeah. Well, and not even and that dude's i don't know maybe his first second year that i mean whatever he, he yeah I, what's the hardwood saying i'm East not Carolina? saying it's a huge deal he or that or that he did it on purpose he made a mistake and it is a slight but uh, okay molly well do you want me to start talking about four-star virtual oh, what about i don't care as long as you're talking about us I, so, fifth, fifth star virtual so so moreover how do we know he didn't do that on purpose just to say watch these idiots 
<laughs> Listen, I'm going to tune in to Pirate Radio. Clip Brock's going to lose his mind today. Well, first off, in everything, like if as it relates to barbecue sauce, it's Eastern Carolina. Bar- there's a it's it's not a it's not a slight. It's not it's a, a slight. slight if you do it on purpose. It's like, but it's, it's not a good. It's not like a great insult or anything. No, it's it not. It's yeah. It, yeah. It said anywhere else, you're like, do you think Western Kentucky gets West Kentucky and gets all fired up? I don't. I don't care. Okay. They're yeah. hilltoppers. Boy, I tell you what, that if that doesn't get you fired up though, you don't have a heart in your chest. I wasn't ready for game day until now, I and now I am ready. <laughs> That's what I needed to yeah, get that fired up. Yeah, that puts you right over the top. The old Eastern Carolina. All I right. hope they played that before practice today so there was a super-spirited practice. <laughs> Everybody's like, did he say did, it? I can't. I can't. And there's probably, there was probably one or two guys. That, are we not? I thought we were just ECU. Look, it happens more from recruits than correct. it does from that's journalists. That's correct. It's, that's, so, that, ECU. You yeah. can't mess that up. Yeah, there you go. All right, uh, Josh says, Clip, what are your uh, thoughts on Cam Newton joining Bishop Sycamore? My thoughts are, is that supposed to be funny? Was that supposed to be funny? Yeah, I actually saw that uh, little meme earlier, and I was like, yeah, Yeah, this is good good for a chuckle. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's been around for a couple days now. Yeah. Um, Steve says, hopefully we beat App Tech good one steve <laughs> i tell you what the uh viewers are bringing it today yeah you're not yeah. that guy pal trust me you're not that we guy got some don rickles out there coming, coming with the thunder <laughs> i uh i did think that the, the cam newton situation is a pretty interesting one though well so bill belichick i guess said that it was not covid related uh vaccination related you know what it, it, it's amazing that we can politicize or however you want to create a side of vaccinated, not vaccinated, Whoa, and relate it to, 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 to football. This is not political. This is no, like, no, no. I'm not saying us in this room. I'm saying that that is the first. Dan Patrick was the first to ask that question. He goes, you think that had anything to do with it? He was talking to some. Uh, I think it's a good question. Uh, but. It's not that it, that can't be the leading reason that they cut Cam Newton. They cut Cam Newton because Josh McDaniels better, and Cam Newton don't want to be a backup. Josh McDaniels, Mac, Mac I mean, Jones, Mac Jones. I'm sorry, and Josh McDaniels likes him more, right? As a quarterback, I, I mean, I but but I think it's a factor. And going forward this year, we're about to play a football game because like everybody on our team just about is vaccinated so you don't have to go through testing and worry about this stuff correct and that's the reason they want to i mean they, make no mistake about it it's not about the uh, effectiveness or ineffectiveness well, oh, it's, hell no. it's because it changes the whole testing protocol i'm being yeah. selfish about it too i want people to get vaccinated so i can watch football right that's what i care about right. watching football but what i'm saying is the 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 general media has made it into a well, you know, know. A, a much bigger is it part of the decision? I mean, maybe, maybe. possibly. Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you think Bill Belichick really cares if he thought that Cam Newton was a guy that could help him win football games? He wouldn't care what he had. I agree, but it's like okay, if he's borderline, you're going to make your pros and cons. That's the whole thing. Is I think it was it wasn't even borderline. I think it and was, you had the thing last week where he he just missed the he test. missed five days, uh, and he, Bill Belichick said it was no big deal. But if it was, he wouldn't come out and say it was so maybe they were tired of his mess i don't know oh by the way though you you might we talked about this yesterday the former panthers quarterback joining the cowboys i saw that i think that is completely possible will greer 
did sign with the Cowboys. Oh, did he really? <laughs> yeah. Good one, Clip. Thank you. Hey, that was supposed to be funny. No, that was good. That was good how he did that. <laughs> so, Will Greer is a Cowboy. I, but, but Well, they cut both their backups yesterday, right? Yeah, they still have... Um, uh, ba, 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 oh, um, damn, I can't remember his name. Uh, they cut Danucci. They cut Danucci they cut and the, Garrett Gilbert. Yeah, that's right. But they have one more that I can't remember his name. He sucks. And I thought all... As that timing unfolded, I was like, well, there's where Cam Newton's going. Yeah, but he doesn't want to be a backup. Well, I don't think with Dak Prescott, anybody's going to be a backup very long. Yeah. I mean, just watching Dak Prescott I, try to throw right now, it is, and, and, you know, they selectively show whatever they want to show. Yeah. But it, it's not overly aggressive. I heard on CBS Radio this morning something that you said yesterday on the show clip is that they believe that Cam Newton would just kind of sit back, relax, not worry about signing with anybody right now, but kind of sit back and wait for some kind of injury to happen somewhere in the National Football League where he can sign and people can go, all right, well, Cam Newton's right there. Let's sign him and go with him while this guy is injured or if he's injured for the rest of the year. So, uh, I, And I thought about what you said yesterday on the show, and I think that makes the most sense. He could either go into a good spot and start, or he could rot if nobody gets hurt and might not ever play football again. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, I think his best option, though, is to just chill. I don't know. I mean, I, in in today's NFL, I mean, you, you know, it takes time to learn systems and you know all these things, and and it's not like Cam Newton is a guy that's just a plug and play type quarterback. He's he kind of is unique. his own genre. Yeah, his genre. I like that. All right, Molly, uh, can you hang out another segment? Sure. <laughs> I love your enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. All right, when we return, more college football talk. Got some more NFL news, and uh, maybe some baseball we'll talk, some golf as well with Mike Mullis. When we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Got damage? Damage from wood rot? Fixed. Damage from smoke or fire? Fixed. Damage caused by water? Fixed. If you've got damage, use a contractor that works for you and not your insurance company. Visit FixedNC.com today or call 999-0001. That's three nines, three zeros, and a one. FixedNC. Restore, renew, maintain. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Just saw this tweet. Found it interesting. Uh, Zach Womack, great trainer. Yeah. At ECU. Uh, Somebody had posted, uh, what do you use for... Uh, do you keep anything around to help with cramps? And Zach uh, responded and said, uh, Sour Patch Kids. Really? Hmm. <laughs> and uh, he said, let me uh, read. Um, he got, Actually, they're Warheads, not Sour Patch Kids. Warheads. Same difference. Uh, the extreme sourness and bitterness have worked well for my guys when they cramp. That's like a must. I mean, a mustard package. He yellow, said yellow something mustard. about mustard. Yeah, yellow mustard. Salty Gator Gator lights. Yeah, electrolytes. Gatorade electrolytes. Little packets. And nasty tasting cramp stopping options work. So, uh, speaking of mustard, what do you mu- just take a mustard pack to the head to the dome? Mm-hmm. And yep. Molly, do you like mayo? Oh, great question. Yeah. 
Team Mayo. Nice. Duke's Mayo Classic coming up on Thursday night. I didn't know where that was going, Chandler. I've never. <laughs> we talked about it the other day on the show. We we went around the horn and asked if uh, you like Mayo. Yeah. Not a lot of Mayo fans around here. I know. But I, and I'm, I am a Duke's mayonnaise like Duke's. That's, that's your brand? Yep. That's Duke's. You're a yeah. Duke's guy. You're a Duke's man. I'm a Heinz ketchup guy. Are you pretty loyal to your brands? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Uh, tonight, the Montgomery kickoff going on in the great state of alabama it'll be uab and jacksonville state it's football it's on at night on espn will you be watching i feel sure i will yeah at some point how about you mentioned week zero how much did you catch of that a fair amount really yeah yeah but i mean it and i, I was extremely busy i had like one on the weekend but i was uh kind of bouncing around and i between that and the golf obviously one of the greatest finishes in the golf tournament in the history of my fanship but we'll get uh, there bro in a moment but this, oh, by the way i, I, I oh, will go ahead I, I'll, I'll hold this for the golf yeah section. this saturday the lineup is tremendous yes there are some great matches i mean i can't wait for that clemson georgia game yeah i mean that's gonna be awesome who wins clemson clemson they win the duke's mayo classic they do. part two uh uh let you want to go ahead and get the golf sure all right let's do it i didn't watch it chandler and mully are talking i followed it online or whatever. no it was uh, it was awesome the highlight of the day sunday though was uh my hole in one at ironwood your nice. hole in one yeah. yeah how many wow. is that for you that's two in like the last six months something like that two what? for you yeah well hole number eight wow yeah it's a good awesome. hole. so uh, when you do that do you have to buy a yes pool? So I won five dollars and it cost me two hundred. <laughs> but you got the story. Yeah. Uh can, how visible is it? Can you see it? No, it's it's, or... it's an uphill par three and everybody that, that plays any golf in the area knows that that hole. It's a it's a it's a diabolical par three. It's a very difficult hole. You would have won ten thousand dollars in the golf tournament that I played in this weekend. Well, it, it it more interestingly, and I have to be honest because there were witnesses, obviously, is that um it wasn't the most majestic shot you've ever seen. It was uh, one of my playing partners kind of got distracted by uh, something else and went to make a comment as I was kind of at the top of my backswing. So I pulled up a little bit and caught the ball a little bit thin. Wow. So it, was, it kind of kept it low. Mm-hmm. So are you going to so go scold it? But when I, not, what, not a full skull. It was kind of a middle of the equator. If it was a skull, it wouldn't have gone far. Right. It'd are gone you going the with the Barkley from now on since maybe no. that works for you no, the hitch no, 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 or whatever no no no, no, no. this uh, was no it's like happy gilmore he's like pumping up the crowd yeah they're and trying my, to quiet down the crowd my my, my my playing partner apologized and i said no nah, man don't worry about it you know I, I think it's uh so he gets an assist on that uh but when i hit it i said now nah, it's dead online it might go in and sure enough we got up there and it was a no <laughs> congrats Mullen. yeah cool that's fantastic uh and then it was a pretty good deal on the pga tour or whatever <laughs> every cares? golfer's dream right there all yeah. in one so this weekend it is the tour championship the uh this is and harold varner the third unfortunately man he, he made a run he made he, a great run now you kind of look back and say if he'd have finished better in a random tournament back in june right. he would have been there but I, I think that's indicative of maybe him learning to be on that stage i mean because he had two he put two good weeks in a row minus literally one shot the week before uh on 18 we hits ball out of bounds uh otherwise had a great weekend or great great week uh and then you know follows it up with a really strong performance and seven under on his final round on sunday and um i mean you know that's that's about all he can ask for uh and you're right he's got to put himself in a better position 
uh, further back in the year to, to gain that that ranking, which would have potentially allowed him to move on. But going into that tournament this past weekend, he knew he had to finish top three yeah. to even be able to advance. So At one, at one point at, on Thursday, he was – well, I think he was in first, but at one point he was third, and I looked at the live update, and it had put him like right at he 30. 30, yeah. And then he was tied for fourth, and it literally had him one spot, 31. That's it, right. It, it, he was to that point where – um, it was that close you know it was that it was that tight of a margin but um you know I, i'm not mistaken and we were talking about it the other day I, I i think this might be enough to get him in the masters somebody else That'd out there huge. may know but i i think it's kind of a top 50 end of the year deal uh gets him into the Masters. so um anyway yeah he had a had a, had a great end of the end of the season and um you know I'm, I'm i'm i guess he's due to be in town here before long for the pirate cup and and, and maybe at a football game so yeah cool He'll be uh, at the game on Thursday night in Charlotte. Oh, is he going? He told us on Pirate Radio. He said even if he was in the event, which is in Atlanta. Yeah, he could have made the game. He said, I said, you know, one way or the other, you'll you'll either be watching football or playing golf. He said, if I'm in that golf event, I can make it to Charlotte, come back, play golf the next day. I'll be fine. So, yeah. fortunately, he won't. Would you have access to, uh, you know. MJ's little, private jet? Little, little better modes of travel. I'm sure you can make that happen. He's got the Jumpman jet, I guess he can hop in. Uh, do you like? I know we talked about where this ranks amongst the majors, Molly. But do you like the way this is decided? Do you like the the spotting shots? Yeah, I it, it's 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 really hokey for golf. Like you just don't think of golf doing those types of things. So I, it, it it does come across. For example, uh, Patrick Cantlay is two shots ahead of tony fee now before the tournament begins right but he's 10 shots ahead of the field three shots bryson four shots rom and then everybody else he's, uh, a he, lot of guys he's, he's 10 up on yeah so out, outside of the top 10 he's 10 up on so it's so uh, thanks for coming and playing but well you're probably so you're, not gonna win but there's still you're probably not gonna win the fedex cup or most likely but there's still a lot of a lot of money to be won in this tournament yeah so but rom still uh at least last i heard with the uh, odds rom is still the guy picked to win wow the the fedex cup so uh you know i i does it add a little something yeah i guess but i I don't know i it's it's a little bit hokey for my taste i think you should take the worst golfers on the tour this year give them a stroke advantage and see what happens okay bad idea bad idea i'm full of those all right uh anything else going on molly major league baseball uh i i got i got a text late last night uh, it was just a one word expletive from a braves fan i was like uh-oh what's going on i wasn't following uh ozzy albies left the game had to be carried off but he fouled a ball off his knee or whatever so he's gonna be okay not a huge deal but the braves lost their second in a row to clayton mccullough's uh dodgers. la dodgers I think the only thing interesting, or not the only thing, the most interesting thing right now is the the two thumbs down deal, and then and then kind of seeing what, like all of a sudden, are the Mets playing inspired baseball? I mean, if this turns it, it around, I'm gonna be so pissed they, off. They've got like a three, and heading into the week, they had like a three percent chance to make the playoffs, and now all of a sudden they've put a few games together. They had a walk off last night, so Baez didn't start yesterday after the whole thing and then he comes in in the eighth inning pinch hits everybody's booing him next inning he scores the game winning run run. everybody's celebrating having fun right it's just it's how short the memories are yeah but it's is this gonna be the thing that propels them to then all of a sudden i don't know 
Yeah. I don't know either, but this is how stuff happens. And all of a sudden, yeah. you look up and they find a way into the playoffs. If Jacob Degrom magically is able to come back, maybe. But I, outside of that, well, he's thrown. No, no, no. Syndergaard threw. Syndergaard threw a rehab assignment, right? They are always rehabbing. They are always rehabbing. You're right. They are constantly in rehab. All right. Uh, I, I just saw this too on the TV screen. I, something that was interesting to me: Tulane uh, is practicing football at University of Alabama. So I've been watching uh, Friday Night Lights, which nobody in the world, like, I see that it's one of the most popular shows ever. Everybody I ask has never seen it, including uh, you, right? Every time I get on Netflix, it pops up there as, like, a popular on Netflix. And you're like, no, I'm not watching no, that it, crap. No, it's not that. It's like, oh, oh, yeah, I need to watch that. I'll watch it tomorrow. And so it the recycles. Arrival High School. Um, Bishop Sycamore? <laughs> Bishop Sycamore burned down. And the kids had to go over, practice, share a locker room. That's what it reminded me of. But in that one, you had guys peeing on uh, people's clothes and doing all this stuff. I don't think that's happening between Tulane no, if, and Alabama. No, I was going to finish my point that um, Tulane being – I think my point was way I think better. Was, I, I, what I took away from the picture of the Tulane guys practicing at Alabama, yeah. they took like a team picture yeah. on the Alabama logo. Like It, it was almost like – the jv bring your go. kid to work day? yeah it was almost like a uh you know like a field trip like hey let we hey guys we we get to go to alabama and, and practice and you know and hey let's let's get a big group picture here before we leave but can uh, we use the 92 inch uh tv no you can use the 74 yeah, that's right i mean it was just funny to me i and I, I i couldn't help but think who wonder who it was that said hey hey before everybody hey let's gather up here we're gonna take a team picture and then they did some kind of hand sign, like, I don't know, like number one or something. And it was like, I don't know. I would have felt strange about that as a uh, as a coach or as a competitor. I'd be like, man, who, screw them. They missed on me. Did you see where uh, the Saints Packers mm-hmm. are going to open up? In Jay Actionville, I believe, right? Jacksonville, Florida. Duval. That is the one. So Aaron Rodgers and company will be outdoors when they take on James and the Saints week one coming up next Sunday, Molly. And I guess uh, our, our buddy Corey Glore, will, his game has been moved to Norman. Uh, Norman. Yes. That's right. Storm and Norman. Yeah. Next Thursday, Cowboys and Bucks kick off the regular season coming up tomorrow night. It's the Pirates and the Mountaineers. Molly likes ECU to win by three. What uh, total is in the mid to upper fifties, Molly? What are you thinking about mm. points being scored? That's like, I mean, I, I how many does ECU need to win? I, I, I mean, I was going to say, I think I may take the over on that. Okay, I mean, I think ECU's going to need to score mid thirties. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say low to mid thirties. Yeah, we shall see. I can't wait. It'll I be think the better uh, maybe a prop bet is will Dak Prescott in the uh, their first game as the starter? Will he even make it through the first game? I think he's better than you think he I is. I think he's made a glass. And then it's Will Greer, t- Will Greer time? Yeah, or maybe then it becomes Cam Newton time. It could. Mm. It very well could. Yep. All right. Uh, thanks for hanging out, Molly. No, I'm not leaving right now. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go. The Man. third storm of the day. It is raining sideways. <laughs> it is. All right. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back when we return. Let's hear what the head football coach of Appalachian State has to say about facing the east carolina pirates sean clark Eastern carolina yeah my apologies eastern carolina pirates eastern carolina tigers uh that is on the way sean clark's comments when we return after this
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ's has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. And there's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Cliff Rock. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. All right, we got a great game planned for you tonight. 30 college football questions to get you ready for the upcoming college football season. It'll be going on 8 o'clock at AJ McMurphy, so come on out. Have a good time. We'll have college football on the projector screen as Jacksonville State takes on UAB, and we're going to have a ton of fun tonight. I'm excited, but uh, I'm going to have to try to focus on two different things. I've got my fantasy draft at 7. That will carry on into the kickoff at 8 for trivia. Uh, But I'm excited about the college football, uh, the plethora of college football questions. A plethora. Um, Tonight at AJ's. And tomorrow at AJ's, they're going to have a kickoff to the season tailgate uh, starting at four o'clock they'll have food at six so go out and enjoy some great food and fun at aj's to get the season started ecu app state tomorrow night 7 30 good stuff and um surely uh we'll be debuting our buccaneer scoreboard the buck scoreboard and i got a few scores right now go for it for on the buck scoreboard go for it the cardinals beat the reds earlier today five to four Right now, the Rangers lead the Rockies uh, in the fourth inning, 5-2, to two, scoreless between San Diego and Arizona in the first inning. And once again, coming up tonight, you've got Jacksonville State and UAB in Montgomery, Alabama. That begins at 7.30, and that is a look at our Buck scoreboard, which will be giving out some scores coming up tomorrow uh, during the Bud Light pregame tailgate. I'm not sure what time the first game kicks off on Thursday. Uh, but we'll definitely have uh, some score updates for you in the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter Collins show because there's uh, a lot of good action coming up on Thursday night outside of East Carolina and App State. Looking at the schedule, uh, 6.30, we'll give some updates on Temple and Rutgers. I don't want And that game is sold out, by the way. In Piscataway? Yep. How about that? That game is sold out because that's the Shiano first time. Greg got them fired up. Yeah, well, that's the first time that they were going to have a crowd because remember, you know, last year they didn't have, they couldn't have any uh, people in the stands. So this is the first, uh, I guess you could say, in-person game for a lot of folks, and that game has been sold out. Interesting. The Citadel in Coastal Carolina go at it seven o'clock on ESPN Plus. Boise State and UCF will be at seven o'clock, so we'll have a few. Uh, moments to give you score updates on that one nc state and south florida play at 7 30 on espn network minnesota host number four ohio state at eight o'clock on thursday night uh at nayland stadium it'll be tennessee and bowling green at eight o'clock on the sec network a couple of late games damon magazoo's unlv are running rebels take on eastern washington at 10 o'clock southern utah arizona state at 10 30 so uh some late night college football on a thursday going on i'm i'm really excited and i'm not upset about this because i'll take ecu kicking off the season but i am kind of bummed out this is pirate radio party season 
This would let's not talk about that. In a normal year, this would be Pirate Radio Party Eve. That would be correct. Yes. And uh hopefully we'll have a return of that uh next season. Yes, before I hope the season so. begins. Uh but that uh yeah, it's a bit of a bummer. It's always it's the so, uh, it's so much fun. The party of the year. It's uh, it gets uh the Pirate Nation a, ch- a chance to come together and and celebrate the new year. It's pretty much like a New Year's party uh for football season and it's always so much fun uh over there at the Hilton. So yeah, hopefully we'll be back at it next year. Um <laughs> I got some uh AG Cox football news. Uh oh. I don't have any names or anything, but uh my wife just texted me. Lily just told me an AG Cox football player is on probation for taking his mama's car on a joyride. those ag cock hey the raiders and the raiders the bad boys those darn middle school kids taking the car for a little joyride and uh that'll who hasn't done that hopefully it's not (laughs) a middle school player yeah (laughs) on probation i uh (laughs) i never did that i gotta say someone did steal your car and take your dad's car for a joyride I did it in college, but not a ve- well. You know how like those little what do they used to call those tow pros? They're kind of like mini little. I don't know what they're called. They're like they're kind of like. Holy moly! He was going ninety-two mile per, miles per hour allegedly. Whoa! Oh my God. All right, this story isn't funny anymore. Go ahead, Charlie. Uh, I forget. Have you ever seen the smaller vehicles? They're like I don't know what they're called. They're kind of like gators on steroids, probably. They're mm. they're they they've got a covered front so that you know uh and then it has like a little flat bed in the back but they're smaller vehicles like you could fit one down this alleyway in between our building and the one next door but anyway i they used to call them tow pros i don't know if they still call them that or not but uh, when i was in college that's what the security on campus the campus police would drive around in and they were notorious for leaving the keys in them and so we would hop in and take it for a little joy ride and uh, leave it behind and you can get into some serious trouble doing that yeah right? i know i know but the statute you are of, a rebel shirley the, the statute of limitations has gone way way past well you so. know what it's game day eve for middle school football maybe he was just trying to go around winterville and you know go raiders it's a miracle that kid didn't wreck a car driving at 92 miles an hour all right all this is allegedly and according to my daughter who you know probably was told by somebody at lunch is that middle school drama you you know how that middle you know how middle school gossip it's a bad game of telephone did you hear what johnny did (laughs) (laughs) he took his mom's car (laughs) 92 miles per hour into a ditch yeah uh let's uh hear what sean clark has to say about his football team and taking on the Pirates. He's the head football coach of the Appalachian State Mountaineers. You think that'll get people mad on their side? You better calm down, <laughs> sir. <laughs> the App State Mountaineers. Uh, here were his opening comments earlier this week. Very exciting. Uh, exciting time for us right here at Appalachian State to, to kick off the 2021 season. And, and it's going to be a great game in state, East Carolina. And it's, it's great for our state. And I hope in time we can do more of these. I think it's great for the fans, easy travel for both parties, East Carolina and Appalachian State. Uh, got a lot of respect for Coach Houston and what he's done. He's a North Carolina native, uh, Coach Lenore Ryan. The Citadel, James Madison, where he won a national championship, and, and now he's at East Carolina. If you look at his record, 
through his coaching records, a head coach. This is his third year that's uh, he's always trying to turn the corner. And he's, he's a really good football coach, and the way his team plays it speaks volumes for, for them. Um, and their offensive coordinator, Coach Kirkpatrick, uh, coached here back in the, in the 80s. And then their defensive coordinator, Blake Harrell, um, as well coordinator of also. So the ones are a record for you. There are three and six last year, but if you watch the last five games of the season, it was a different football team. We've had a chance to watch all the games from last season, and, and uh, they've really turned the corner. So, again, hats off to them, but we're excited for the season. It's always nice to hear other teams and coaches talk up ECU before they go out and try to beat them. Of course, every coach does that about the opposing team. Leading up to the game, Sean Clark was asked to expand on his thoughts about ECU getting better towards the end of the season last year. What uh, changes did he see in the Pirates the, uh, at the end of 2020? Well, I think they really came together and they really buy into what Coach Houston's selling down there. And I think it all starts with their quarterback and Holton Aylers and and he's really looks more comfortable in the pocket. And the offensive line, they, they play a lot of football together. And again, being a former offensive line coach, those guys have to play to be good. And um, their receiver, Sneed, I mean, he's one of the top receivers in the country. You have to look at the tape. I mean, there's, he's always open. And then, then they have uh, the other number five. Um, and he, he's a, a great receiver. I mean, he stretches the field for them. But they have two solid running backs on the offensive side of the ball. Um, but just the way they play. I mean, they're playing with emotion and enthusiasm the last uh, four or five games, and, and the record shows that. They had a big win versus SMU, and, um, and were, at the time, SMU was in the top 20 in the country. And they on defense. They have an outstanding defensive line. They have one of the top corners in the country. And they have a graduate transfer at safety who came from North Carolina. So uh, they got great players, and they're binding what coaches sell with those guys down there, and it's going to be a tough battle for us. Uh, yesterday, I go set, put the over under on helmet to helmet, you know, targeting penalties at one and a half. I think he said under. I went over. I'm going two. But how about like celebration, unsportsmanlike conduct penalties? Will we see in that opener? Because he talked there about the energy ECU had towards the end of the year and in that game against SMU. For the season opener, NFL Stadium, you've been waiting so long to hit somebody, you got crowd noise. For the first time in a long time, Chandler, we're going to see at least three or four unsportsmanlike conduct, guys getting too fired up, you know, celebration type penalties. Maybe some taunting penalties. Taunting, too. guys getting each in each other's faces because the, the yeah. emotions, it's, we're, we're going to see it. It's just part of it. So we're, we're going to set it at three and a half? Yeah, because uh, I saw at least one in the Nebraska-Illinois game trying to think of the proper wording. I think it was... Um, it was unsportsmanlike conduct, so but it, it was like, like taunting after a play. Legal hands to the face. That counts. no, 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 no. This is like post-play celebration. Late taunting. hit out of bounds. No, 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 <laughs> no. Uh, I, I, the play is over. Taunting, celebrating that stuff. Okay. If you say one more penalty... Well, to be technical, a late hit out of bounds is after the play is over. And that is a personal foul, 15 yards. I know, but that is not what I'm talking about. Okay, taunting! And I'm definitely not talking about illegal hands to the face. Okay. 
Get your hands out of my face. <laughs> no, but yeah. I'm I not touching you. I'm think, not touching you. <laughs> I think both of these teams are going to be fired up. You're definitely going to see some jawing and, and taunting after a big hit or a big run. I don't necessarily or, call or, or, it taunting. I, I call it trash talking. Oh, we know you're standing on this. Yeah, let them play. Let them talk. Yeah. The harder the hit, the better. And I also saw... Um, and I don't know if they're going to crack down on that more in the NFL than they do college. I haven't heard anything in college about it, but I saw a quarterback get hit low the other day, and I was like, ooh, it's just one of those accidents that happens and no flag was thrown. If it happened in the NFL, it would be a 15-yard penalty automatic first down. So the college game and the NFL game is still officiated differently, and they have different sets of rules. So anyway, all right, uh, Sean Clark talked about taking on an in-state rival, an uh, in-state opponent to start the season. How much he enjoys that? Well, I think anytime you get a chance to play Division I football, I think that, that's exciting. And now we're going to have fans, it's even more exciting. But, you know, I just think it's great for our state to keep the money in-state. It's, it's easy travel for both parties. Uh, it's from Greenville to Charlotte, it's about three hours. And, and we have a large fan base, an alumni base in the Charlotte, Carolina area. Uh, I think it's great for our Every program in our state, you know, we got on, we played Charlotte the last couple of years and both stadiums were sold out. We played North Carolina, they had a sold out stadium. And it's just good for college football. Those rivalries, those games that, that our fans can get to, I think it speaks for Doug and his staff to make sure this happens. But I mean, it's great for college football. Who wants to play in front of uh, a, st- a stadium that's not very packed? And now we're going to play in Charlotte. And I'm not sure the numbers there, but we have a great crowd, a great showing from both universities, and we're excited for it. All right, that is Sean Clark, head football coach of the Appalachian State Mountaineers. We got more from him. We've got Blake Harrell, Donnie Kirkpatrick. We'll uh, hit some of that when Bryce Williams joins us in Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. But right now, we got to get to Hour 2 of PRL here on a Wednesday. Jeff Charles joins us later on in the hour. We will break down Week 1 of the college football season when we return with Antoine Staley, college football and NFL writer. We went so long with NFL two weeks ago when Antoine joined us. I didn't get around to college football, so we'll get his thoughts on Pirates Mountaineers, Clemson, Georgia, the ACC schools. We'll go around uh, the whole slate for week one and what he thinks will happen in the 2021 season. That's on the way when we return on Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Select Bank and Trust. Banking is banking until the service is not the same. Wouldn't you like to deal with a bank that is responsive to your needs, can make local decisions, and cares about you, the customer? Try Select Bank and Trust. Bank local. Bank select. Selectbank.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency for maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk. Towns Insurance Advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. We got Jeff Charles coming up later on this hour to get you set for East Carolina and Appalachian State. We've got Bryce Williams joining us in the 5 o'clock hour. Also comments from Donnie Kirkpatrick and... Blake Harrell and Bryce Williams saved another turtle this week. So we got a turtle update. 
with Bryce. So that's three in two in less than a week, or three, three in, in a week? I guess two weeks. It's two been weeks. A couple yeah, weeks. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this one was a little bigger than the other little jokers he got. So Bryce Williams, the turtle rescuer, rescuer. He is whisperer. He has rescued, dare I say, a plethora of turtles in the past couple weeks. He has done a trio of turtles. Done more for turtle safety than Splinter. Oh, that's messed that's up. That's bold. How is it messed up? Yeah, that's kind of a ballsy move there. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's get, <laughs> let's get to the fix and see live line. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I had Antoine Staley on to get you ready for the NFL and college football season. And about 20 minutes into the conversation, I realized I had not even got to college football yet. So I told Antoine, let's just go all NFL and we'll get you back on to talk college football. And we'll do that today as he joins us on the fixed NC live line. Antoine, how you doing, man? I'm all right. How are y'all doing? Hey, doing great. And uh, looking forward to, hey, looking forward to tonight. We got a football game, UAB Jacksonville State. Uh, but looking forward to ECU and Appalachian State. So let's start there, Antoine. I talked to Ethan Joyce from the Winston-Salem Journal last week, and the expectation in Boone is to be this year's Cincinnati, to be the UCF of years past, the Central Michigan, whatever, you know, the Boise State, to be that group of five team playing at the end of the year. Now, to do that, they're going to have to run through a, a really good Sun Belt and also would have to likely win in Coral Gables next week against Miami. But it all starts with ECU. Expectations high in Boone. Expectations are to have a better ECU football season in 2021 and to go bowling in 2021. So when you look at uh, this matchup, Antoine, App State's a big favorite in this game on Thursday night. Uh, How do you break it down? What are the Pirates' chances to come away with a W on Thursday night? Well, I guess I'll start there. I think they have a really excellent chance, especially considering how how far their offense is. And, you know, you definitely uh, have an experienced quarterback that's returning, obviously. Uh, uh, Harris uh, saw what he was able to do last year uh, as well. And, like I said, I think they're really explosive. I think when it comes down for ECU, and I think – most people would agree it's just really can you get stops when you need them and we we saw a little bit of that the last two games of the season last year uh i definitely love the direction this team is really headed in uh, mike houston seems like he's really collecting a lot of talent but yeah it's all about making stops i think they have they can definitely have enough firepower offensively to make a bowl game win six or seven games and you know make this game interesting too you got app state also uh, they have a ton of starters returning just like ecu does uh 17 if i'm not mistaken uh chase bryce is taking over there starting starting quarterback and you know, and ECU is really gonna have to in order to win this game. I think you're gonna have to slow down Cameron Peoples, who ended up rushing for over 1,100 yards last year. So that's what's gonna come down to. When can you make stops when you need them? Because I think both of these teams are gonna score over 30 points tomorrow night. All right, uh, Antoine likes a high scoring game coming up on Thursday night at Bank of America Stadium. We'll be with you 3:30 on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. And there's a rumor that Antoine might join us in studio. Uh, for a segment next week on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, getting folks ready for ECU in South Carolina. So that that rumor is out there, Antoine. Yeah, it's, it's definitely happening. All right. So All right. Look, looking forward to that next week. I told Antoine we'd feed him, so we'll bring him some breakfast uh, as he gets ready <laughs> for the game uh, next week. So you'll be in town. You'll, you're coming to that game, Antoine? 
Yes, sir. I will be first time back at ECU in a long time, so I'm definitely excited about it. Awesome. Uh, Antoine, uh, ECU alum and uh, now covering a lot of other teams. Let's stick in the state of North Carolina because we talked about App State's aspirations. You think ECU can beat App State on Thursday, but what is the pecking order in, in the state, in your opinion, Antoine, with you know Sam Howell returning at North Carolina, NC State coming off a good year, uh, Wake Forest, huge favorites in their game on Thursday night. And then looks like Duke might be uh, kind of in the background there. But uh, Charlotte and uh, and Duke going at it th- this uh, Friday night, I believe. So when you look at the state of North Carolina, where does it begin, in your opinion? I think it starts with the Tar Heels. I think North Carolina has playoff aspirations, and I think they could possibly get there. Anytime you have a quarterback like Sam Howell, leading the charge too and they have a ton of talent. I know they lost a lot last year but they also have a ton of talent returning uh to the uh, squad this year so i definitely think they have they have what it takes not only just to be a playoff contender but also win an acc championship i think this could potentially be the year uh that they maybe upset the pecking order not just you know in north carolina but also you know in the acc i think they have a legit shot we'll see how they uh, do the more on Friday night against Virginia Tech, but that's definitely uh, where I would start. And you know, NC State definitely uh, would probably be number two for me. Uh, I think eight and four season surprised a few people last year, but you know, Dave Dorn has done an excellent job there. Uh, Wake Forest is consistent as possible as they always are, um, especially under Dave Clawson. I think they'll continue to be there. Duke could be interesting. I'm curious to see what they look like against Charlotte because the last time I saw Duke play Florida State last year, they just didn't have enough talent on the field. That was just clear. That was just so evident. And so I'm curious to see how they bounce back under uh, uh, Cutcliffe, who, you know, I don't think anybody's saying he's going to get fired, but, you know, he's definitely going to hear some rumblings there, whether he may decide to retire soon or not. But, yeah, definitely State starts with North Carolina and then NC State as well. So you say, you know, North Carolina, this could be the year they win the Coastal, they win the ACC. Is that because you are – high on North Carolina, or is that because you think Clemson is gettable? I mean, a combination of both. I, it's still hard for me to look at Clemson and, and the talented quarterback they have coming in and say they're going to have a down year, you know? So, so, But do you think this is the year that, that Clemson is gettable in the ACC? I, I think you can beat Clemson in a game. Yeah, I think – I mean, look, we've seen Clemson get upset before. It wouldn't be the first time. Maybe uh, – in the ACC championship, that would be something new. But yeah, I think I think North Carolina has what it takes, especially with all the talent that Matt Brown has accumulated recently. And you know, it's nothing to take anything away from Clemson. I think Clemson's going to go undefeated throughout the course of the regular season. Uh, granted that they end up beating Georgia this weekend, which is definitely a, a mountain a mountain of a test too. But I think the Bulldogs will be uh, maybe among the best teams in the SEC and possibly may win the SEC. But yeah, I think I think Clemson is. You know, that 11 or 12 wins, but I just like what North Carolina brings to the table. I think you could possibly see, you know, in, in some scenarios, both of those teams getting into the playoffs, depending on what may happen. If North Carolina would have upset uh, undefeated Clemson, I still think they might find a way to sneak back into the playoffs. Uh, Antoine, uh, speaking of Georgia and Clemson, you know, what, what separates these teams? Is a coin flip game? Clemson minus three uh, is the spread. Uh, we've seen DJ, a quarterback, fill in for Trevor Lawrence last year. From people I listen to, it sounds like Clemson has a defensive line full of draft picks and potentially like two in the top ten, top five. Uh, what, what about Georgia? You know, what 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 separates these two teams, if anything, and who do you like Saturday night in that game? Uh, I mean, it's, it's 
boils down to in the trenches, kind of what you touched on, and I, I kind of favor Clemson in that manner too as well, and try to get pressure on JT Daniels. Uh, I know he's the clear starter in the starting for the last four games of the season and end up playing really well for the Bulldogs last year. But this is as tough as it gets. You got nine uh, returning starters on that defensive defensive team, and uh, I think Clemson has one of the most imposing defensive lines in the country. But the Bulldogs also loaded, too, uh, especially at the running back with uh, Zaire White coming back, uh, rushing for nearly 800 yards last year. So I, I, I tend – I, I kind of tend to lean towards uh, Clemson uh, in this one, but it, 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 like I say, it's so much of a coin flip. It can really could go either way because I, I think Georgia is the team that's going to contend in the SEC and uh, win their win the East, and also you know might uh, you know stop, stop some people in the apple cart there um, and beat Alabama in the SEC championship uh, when it comes down in December too as well. So I think it's gonna, it's an interesting year in college football. I definitely can see some of. Uh, the traditional powers losing a game or two down the line this year. Well, it looks that way just because of what everybody lost. Now, and a lot of these teams with the COVID year have a lot coming back, but when Bama's got all those guys just ready to go in the first round of the NFL, they're not going to wait around and play another year at Alabama. Bama will open up as a uh, around a 20-point, 19.5-point favorite against Miami in Atlanta. And it sounds – I've heard a lot of people trying to – almost like rationalize Alabama not being this this perfect unbeaten team. I mean, they were historically good on offense last year. But the more I think about this game, the more I think Alabama wins by 25, 30 points, Antoine. I, I, what do you, I mean, how does Miami hang in this game? Well, you got Derek King, who yeah. by all accounts is healthy, and he really changed the course of Miami last year. It wasn't for him. This is probably a six-win Miami Hurricanes team, but – yeah, I think uh, Eric, Eric King, if he's healthy, I need to see how healthy he is. He's coming off that ACL injury, devastating one in the bowl game against Oklahoma State. But if he's the player that he was last year, I definitely think he can he can keep Miami in this game. I, I, I'd like the Hurricanes to cover huh. in this game. I do, but maybe barely. <laughs> I feel like Alabama to win the game uh, just simply because it's just so much talent that they got coming back. And obviously Bryce Young is the guy everybody will look at they're uh, replacing Matt Jones too as well but yeah I mean also you know they got Alabama has a ton of people to replace but it like they're just a world such a world oiled machine and I, I think Brian Robinson Jr. who is somebody they keep an eye on I definitely can see him getting used a lot later on in the game uh, especially when the uh, Clemson Tide have to leave but yeah I think I think I think Alabama can win by they'll win by 14 points or so but yeah that's such a large spread especially um, early on but it wouldn't totally shock me if they were to blow out Miami. We've kind of seen this before. I kind of thinking when Miami played LSU a few years ago, and that ended up happening as well. So, if you do see some weaknesses, and and we're we're basically saying Clemson and, and Alabama might be human uh, this year, that opens things up for potentially an Oklahoma State in the Big or an Oklahoma in the Big Twelve and Ohio State in the Big Ten. You've, we've already talked about Georgia, I guess Texas A and M maybe on the fringe there. But when you look at that 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 top four, five, six in college football, Antoine, who's standing at the end? Is this the year Lincoln Riley can break through? Does Ohio State get back to the championship and win it this time? Uh, who do you think wins it all this year? I like Oklahoma. I think I think this is probably the year uh, they get the job done. I know they came close, uh, obviously, some teams with Baker Mayfield and 
uh, Kyler Murray um, in the playoffs two years ago. But, yeah, I, I like Spencer Ratliff. I like the team that they have returning to as well. I, I know uh, a lot of those other teams, especially Alabama. Alabama has a lot of questions, even though they, they're super talented. But I just don't feel as confident in you know, winning the national championship as I did last year where I thought clearly they were the best team. I think I tend to lean towards Oklahoma just because I like what they return on both sides of the ball, too, as well. Although Clemson will probably be there, Ohio State. I think a team to kind of watch out for uh, that not a lot of people are talking about is Oregon. I think hmm. Oregon is a team that could possibly <laughs> speak into that, uh, that as well, especially if they to beat Ohio State. If they upset Ohio State, then, yeah, I think people are going to start taking notice of the Ducks possibly get sneaking into that playoff. Yeah, Antoine, it's funny, and this is uh, classic East Coast bias, but also it's what have you done for me lately. And and during this co- the college football conversation we had, I have not thought once about the Pac-12. So that's on me and that's on them to, to give us something to talk about, right? Yeah, I think just people just kind of forget about Oregon out there, even though they've been consistently good. They would have played in the Pac-12 championship last year if it wasn't for uh, well, they did actually play in the Pac-12 championship last year and won it, but yeah, it was Washington was supposed to play there. But, yeah, yeah. I just think that, uh, yeah, I just think a lot of people just forget about um, the job that Mario Cristobal has done and such a short time there and the talent that they have coming back. And everybody talks about Notre Dame and A and M and Georgia and, like you said, the Southern bias really, but. Yeah, I think the Ducks, especially with their schedule, and if they can, you know, muster up a win against Ohio State, I definitely think that will go a long way in getting them some more natural respect to the Pac-12 this year. But yeah, I think them and Washington are teams definitely people are going to take notice of as the season gets closer. Antoine, while we got you here, let's run over a couple more games coming up week one, and uh, we'll keep an eye on this one on Thursday night. But uh, heck of a season opener in Orlando, Boise State and UCF, and you got two new head coaches there. Well, what's your take on the uh, the Gus Malzahn hire there in Orlando? How's that going to work out for UCF? I think that's as good of a hire as they could have made in that situation. Uh, I think Gus is, you know, I know uh, a lot of people were kind of sour him, especially with the Auburn experience, but he's won, especially in lower, I won't say US, USC, it was like a lower job, but, you know, jobs like this before, especially um, in the state of Florida where you have an abundance of talent, there we obviously Gus Malzahn is one at one at a high level. A little at some at Alabama beat you know Nick Saban a few times too as well. So I definitely think he'll get generate a lot of interest there. Uh, it'll be curious to see how Boise State, uh, especially with a new head coach too, and see if they're able to still be among the one of the top teams out there in, in the West. But yeah, I, I love the USC. I, I love the Gus Malzahn hire UCF, and I expect them to be there along with. You know, Appalachian State and also Cincinnati competing for one of those uh, group of five spots in the uh, possibly in, in not even on the playoffs, but in a bowl game. Antoine Staley joining us. Antoine, let's uh, let's find a top twenty-five matchup. I don't think it'll happen in Minnesota uh, when Ohio State takes on the Gophers, but I'll throw that one out there. Uh, a popular one, and now it's probably gotten too popular, would be Louisiana and Texas. That's coming up 4.30 on Fox on Saturday. Texas, an eight-point favorite there. At this point, with the hurricane stuff and the, the travel, I don't know if UCLA beating LSU would be that much of an upset. Uh, but that game going on in the Rose Bowl on Saturday night. And then Sunday, uh, in uh, Doe Campbell, it'll be Florida State and Notre Dame. Who, who's... Who's most likely to pull an upset out of those top twenty-five matchups? Uh, who? Uh, I probably would 
lean towards, you know what, I, I would go with Florida State, actually. <laughs> I know I know it may sound crazy, and people think I may be a little bit you know, crazy when I think Florida State will be improved this year. But And I know Notre Dame's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite, but it's going to be a lot of emotion in that stadium. Obviously, the uh, first game with, uh, without Bobby Bowden, you know, since he's passed away. And yeah. you know, a lot of people are going to be very high-spirited. You know, it was very limited fans last year, and now you're going to have uh, an abundance close to 80,000 strong in Doak Campbell. Do we also have the return of uh, Mackenzie Milton in that game, Antoine? Yeah. Yeah, it seems like he's going to play. Uh, I definitely think that's kind of where they're leaning towards. They may play both them and Jordan Travis, so uh, I think that's kind of the general direction. They've both been named the starting quarterback there, so you can kind of take what you will from there. But Notre Dame lost a lot throughout the course of the offseason, so we don't necessarily know where they are too as well uh, i think they'll be still be one of the most talented teams in the country but florida state's looking to make a statement this year and i think mike novell we've seen it you know in the pull off that upset against north carolina last year so it wouldn't totally surprise me if they were to pull off another upset this year in prime time against notre dame tell you what i know there's some people tired of notre dame say they're overrated every year if they if they run through this schedule, you got to give them all the credit in the world and a spot in the playoff because they are at Florida State. They got Purdue, Wisconsin. I understand Toledo is, is supposed to be good in the MAG this year. They play them in week two. Uh, but then Purdue, Wisconsin, Cincinnati, they're a top 10 team. They have to go to Blacksburg. They play USC, North Carolina, Navy at Virginia, Georgia Tech at Stanford. That is a crazy schedule, Antoine, for the uh, Irish this year. Yeah, that's murderous row. <laughs> that's pretty tough uh, to kind of navigate through, especially when you got Wisconsin and you got Cincinnati back to back, and then, like you said, go to Virginia Tech and North Carolina, USC. I think is a team people are also sleeping on this year who could possibly win the Pac-12. So yeah, hey, if they they navigate through that schedule and go twelve and zero, then they will be in the college football playoff. It's yeah, no doubt about that. They got to be number one if they run through all that. Antoine, great catching up with you, man. We'll uh, let's do it in person next Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We'll uh, we'll get you in here in studio before ECU in South Carolina. Oh, I cannot wait. I'm definitely looking forward to that. So I'll definitely see you then. And uh, anything to plug, Antoine? Everything you got going on right now? Uh, you check out my uh, App State and ECU preview over there at App, I mean, uh, App on Sports, too. Also, um, preview the NC State game, too, as well. Uh, so you can check those out there at App on Sports as well. Antoine, enjoyed it as always, man, and uh, we'll check in with you next week. All right, sounds good. Thank you. All right, bud. There's uh, Antoine Staley joining us running through week one and the uh, 2021 college football season. Let's take a timeout when we return. What is the voice? Think about the matchup. ECU and Appalachian State will visit with Jeff Charles on the Fixed NC Live Line when we return on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Select Bank and Trust. Banking is banking until the service is not the same. Wouldn't you like to deal with a bank that is responsive to your needs, can make local decisions, and cares about you, the customer? Try Select Bank and Trust. Bank local. Bank select. Selectbank.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Villa Verde on 10th Street and Villa Verde Dose by the hospital are open for you, serving unique and healthy dishes from the Dominican Republic. 
Order online at myvillaverde.com or the Villa Verde app. Order a family meal that feeds six to seven people and they'll have it ready for curbside pickup today. Whether it's dine-in or takeout, Villa Verde is a platform for good. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All right. Uh, boy, very disturbing uh, stuff on Twitter. Uh-oh. What are we looking at here? We should, we should talk about this before Bryce gets here at 5. Uh, just 39 seconds ago as we're coming back into the show, uh, Brooks tweets out, I actually met this guy during the ECU Baseball Regional in Greenville. Uh, but he said, narrowly avoided a turtle crossing the road. The car behind me missed it as well. But the lady two cars behind me splattered it all over the road. Bryce Williams was not there to save it. That's a bummer. And it is splattered all over the road. Way to bring the show down there, Clip. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm just reporting the news. Just reporting the news. Tanking it. Just, wow. Troy D. Who's that? Is here. Who's that? Hello, Troy. What do you... A, what do who I the owe, hell is that? What I was a pleasure. I have a turtle-related question that you can ask Bryce. Right. I, I was coming back from the beach last weekend on the on 43 Two Lane Road. I was get as I got up close, I realized it was a turtle. I swerved to avoid it. Thank goodness I, there was no other car coming the other way. I didn't did not want to hit the turtle, but I was going like 55, 60 miles an hour. There, it it did live. It was not hit. But then I, after hearing Bryce talk about it, I thought about, man, should I go back and try and save the turtle? But there's not a lot of room on 43, mm-hmm. you know, between, it was probably between here and Vanceboro. What's the etiquette? Like, I had nowhere to turn around. I could have put myself at danger trying to save this turtle. Yeah. So I felt guilty for not going back to saving it, after, especially hearing what Bryce does. But I did make every effort not, I did not hit it. But then I felt bad what if someone isn't doesn't see it and it gets killed i think if you get to the point where you're putting you your family and other passengers in danger yeah then you just gotta you just gotta pray that that turtle survives but i saw it and i was like god this is a bryce williams moment right here yeah little turtle yeah turtle tears and we're not all heroes we can't all be heroes turtles are kind of defenseless you know when you think towards cars like it's not like oh well that was a yeah when a car's going 65 miles per hour and a turtles going point five you would hope right. their shells like they, have evolved over time to be strong enough to withstand a car right. riding over but unfortunately they have not no I don't think. yeah and i think especially i think the underbelly of a shell is not is soft so if that car goes over the shell it squishes the mm. bottom of it wow <laughs> if the shell's not on the bottom on the belly the belly's not protected as much the belly of the beast i mean if you think about it the shell's the belly on, the, beast. on the back side well, if your tire goes over that shell, you're mm-hmm. squishing the belly too. We're doing like, uh, remember that guy on Sports I, Center, the Sports Science? Yeah, really yeah. breaking it down here. But I felt so bad. I wanted to go save the turtle, but I was hoping it would make it across the road. Well, look, you're a big. It's the thought that counts, guy. So I you did thought think about, about it. it. I thought not only did I think about it, I think about it every time. You're Bryce, still thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, I still feel bad. <laughs> but thank God, I could only feel the uh, think about the guilt I'd have, like this guy who killed the turtle that you were talking about. Yeah. I mean, at least that did not happen. I'd feel, I remember the only, I remember being like 16 or 17 and I was just, I was a new driver and this was in Raleigh and I ran over a squirrel and I think it's the only animal I've ever killed with a car. And I still feel terrible to this day about killing a squirrel in North Raleigh. Hmm. 
Like I still like I did not mean to. It, it just you know how squirrels are. It like darted out. Yeah, I and mean, there was nothing I could do. One minute they're driver. facing that way, the next minute they're right. Yeah, they're a little me. schizophrenic on you. Yeah, but I felt terrible about it. And to th- that was that was when I was like sixteen or seventeen. We were on the way home from an EC football game one time, and my dad clipped a deer. And I remember looking over about halfway home, and like you could see the stream of tears going down. He was very upset that he hit that deer. Yeah, I just you know I'm not into harming animals. I hit know? a deer, and I didn't feel that bad because it crushed my car bumper. Yeah, and no, I was, deer, you I was be, more mad than sad. The deer could kill you like, if it comes yeah. through the windshield. I mean, people have died in deer accidents. This is a great segment. Yeah, it's I a, hit a deer. A, he did a triple somersault off the hood of my car. Have you died due Survived. to an animal? Call us in. Well, I guess you can't call because you're dead. <laughs> Too bad. All right. I mean, but think about the turtle. If you swerve and then you have a hit an oncoming car, yeah, you could have. A You've swerve. done more damage than just killing a turtle, right? At yeah. I tell you what, this has been a great way to lead into Jeff Charles. I hope he's still on the fix in the live line. I don't know what's going on today, but I've almost had like five accidents today of people almost hitting me. This has been it's a crazy weird day around today. here. Well, it's also been a like, weird day where we've had three like hurt many hurricanes, yes. mega storms, yeah. but they all but last like six minutes. And then perfect. the sun comes out, and then like, it happens again. If you have ADD like me, these are the your kind of hurricanes right here. It's like five minutes by the time. <laughs> next thing you know, boom, it's sunny again. This one, is great. One per hour, yeah. and then the sun pops out. Yeah, nice little variety here. Starting at dark again. We'll probably have <laughs> another one, and then it'll be nice. So. Yeah. Anyway, all right, Troy. Thanks Good for seeing uh, you. I just I miss you well, guys. I hate that I won't be here. You know we won't be doing PRL tomorrow. Yeah, you so. won't be here tomorrow, so yeah, you had, had to get, to get your reps my, in today. I did. I had to get my reps, reps. in. I, I I missed my PRL team. Wanted to be a part of it with you guys. We're not right? going anywhere. We'll if be back you here miss Monday. it a, too much, you can come in and do the Bud Light pregame tailgate tomorrow. I, I don't mind. I'll I'll, and I'll log in. I'll go. Well, I'll log in some else. time with you. Oh, I like working with you, Clip. I oh, got you. I was not for you. I was trying to get off, but uh. All right, well, I'll be here tomorrow, and uh, so we'll be back Friday. We got a preview uh, App State Super Bowl with Billy Weaver. I know, I was laughing so hard when I got a lot of texts and comments about that. I mean, come on, man. That is is Weaver a plant just to get like fans angry so they'll call into the fifth quarter? I would, you know, it, it's almost like it's staged, but it's not. That's, I wonder that, how many Super Bowl calls we'll get tomorrow night. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. App. Th- that was a silly comment. It was a bad take. Yeah, that's a that's not a good take. <laughs> and I love Weave. Look, we're the ones that I've asked him to come on and do the, you know. He I don't think he wants to do it anymore. <laughs> he's <a funny> guess. <laughs> but I got come on. This is not app Super Bowl. No. I mean, I joke. I sent uh, clip a text saying, yeah, he's probably right. They're, if they beat East Carolina, they're going to put this one in the uh, Hall of Fame in front of Michigan. Yeah, this is a bigger oh, win than the big house. Yeah, yeah, much bigger win for them. Which, by the way, happened 14 years ago today, which means it's also the anniversary of No Flags on the Field, TJ Lee. Oh, yeah. the punt. God, wow. I remember that. What a great game. God, it was hot that day. Um, but no, that was a silly take. I think this, look, it's a big game for both teams, but this is not their Super Bowl. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. All right. But I hope we get more hot not takes like that. Yeah. Hey, keep bringing the hot takes. Hot, not hot, take. hot, hot. No, hot, not takes. No. All right. Yeah, I heard it the first time. Okay. Uh, so we need to be funny? head out to the Fixed NC Live line and visit with the voice. Jeff Charles will be on the call Thursday night with Kevin Monroe on the Pirates IMG Sports Network. Jeff, you fired up, ready to go for another ECU season opener. Fired up and ready to go for another year, Clip. And I was at Pirate Radio this morning, and I know you guys are too. It was a beehive of action <laughs> there. So I think everybody is set and ready to go for another year. Jeff, what year are you entering as the voice of the Pirates here? 
This is year number 34, East Carolina, year number 42 as a college play-by-play announcer, which means I am getting extremely old, Cliff. (laughs) You're seasoned, Jeff. You're a seasoned vet. Uh, When you think of of season openers, Jeff, you've got... T.J. Lee blocking the punt right there at Bank of America Stadium. You've got uh, a Hail Mary to Justin Jones. There's been some great season openers over the years. When you you look back and think of week one, Jeff, uh, I'm sure those two stand out. Any other games come to mind for you? Uh, Probably the very first game that I broadcast at uh, East Carolina, going back to uh, the 1988 season. I think I'll always remember that. That was a pirate victory. That was the very first time we had – an opportunity to paint one purple. And then, of course, uh, we've continued to say that uh, after Pirate wins over the last 34 years now, going into year number 34. So, yeah, I, I remember some, some other good games uh, the Pirates played uh, in openers as well. I think sometimes uh, some of the games on the road we remember because they were quote-unquote money games that East Carolina used to play a little bit more then than maybe now going on the road and playing some opening games you know, in some some big time stadiums in front of some big time crowds. So, yes, there have been uh, there have been some real memorable games clipped down through the years. Jeff, you, you've been around long enough. You, you've talked to coaches, players long enough that you kind of know what's real and know what uh, they, they might be trying to fake a, a little bit. So, as you head into this year and you start to talk to these guys, what what feeling do you get heading into the season? Do you do you think Mike Houston uh, really does like this group uh, he's going to put on the field in twenty twenty one? I think he really does, Clip. I think cautiously optimistic would be a good way to put this feeling as we get ready to start the season. I think that comes from the players and comes from the coaches in getting around the guys here the last couple of weeks and being around the coaches with uh, one-on-one conversations yesterday with Coach Houston and offensive coordinator Donnie Kirkpatrick and defensive coordinator Blake Harrell. I get the feeling that they, they really think that this program is now building a good, strong foundation. I don't know how many wins that's going to mean this year, but Clip, I know in being relatively close to the program as I am, you know, going back four or five years compared to now, it's just a different feeling when you go out there. And there are just so many more bodies. There are just so many more players and better depth in this program. And that doesn't happen by accident. These guys have worked extremely hard in recruiting. And as Mike Houston has said, really from day one, they've made an emphasis on getting big people into the program and recruiting offensive linemen and defensive linemen. I had an old coach, Bill Dooley, who was a legendary football coach that I worked with at Virginia Tech years and years ago. And I remember being uh, around him when all of his assistant coaches were going out on a recruiting trip and they were all leaving, heading out the building. And he used to always say to him, go get me some big ones. He says, I can get enough little guys, but I need some big ones. And that's what, uh, that's what Mike Houston's tried to do. And you know, that's, pretty much the deal in recruiting clip it's just hard to find human beings who are six four six five and 290 300 pounds who are athletic enough and can move their feet well enough to play division one college football now there are a whole lot of little guys out there who can run and make catches and and do the things that a receiver or a running back can do but it's a lot tougher to get those big guys and so they tried to do that and they've got a bunch of them in the program now. Donnie Kirkpatrick told me that he feels really good about the five offensive linemen they're going to start tomorrow night at Appalachian. And Blake Harrell feels really good that he's got, you know, eight or nine guys now up front defensively who he can bring into games 
and feel comfortable with. So that's what I'm really looking forward to seeing tomorrow night. Cliff, I want to see how the Pirate offensive line and defensive line will match up in the trenches against Appalachian. Jeff Charles joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. He'll be on the call with Kevin Monroe on the Pirates IMG Sports Network. And, uh, Jeff, when breaking down Appalachian State, we've talked a lot about their run game, and they're going to run the football, Chase Bryce coming in at quarterback. But haven't talked uh, a ton about the defensive side of the ball for them. They've got a future NFL player in Demetrius Taylor, who has been all-conference the last two years, and he's a, a pro football focus, all-American, honorable mention, heading in to 2021. So have you you looked at that side of the ball for App State, Jeff? They're pretty darn good on the defensive side. You know, they really are, Cliff. They only gave up 20 points per game last year mm. in this day and age of college football. That is that is really impressive. Yeah. I'm sitting here this afternoon and doing a lot of homework for the game. And uh, in addition to that, uh, last year they only gave up 329 yards per game. So that's impressive as well. And they do a good job on third down. I mean, this is a really, this is really a good team. In fact, there are those out there who say this is the best group of five defense in the country. And you, you mentioned one of their players, but boy, I'll tell you, they've got a bunch of guys on defense. This is such a an old, experienced team. I think, Cliff, and I'd have to go back and really research this, but off the top of my head, this might be the oldest, most experienced football team I've ever seen East Carolina play against. I mean, you've got all these guys who are seniors or fifth-year seniors, or some guys have been in their program for six years. It's just dotted. For instance, they're secondary. They're all seniors. And they've just got uh, experience coming from everywhere. And you mentioned uh, one of their outstanding players, Demetrius Taylor. Uh, DeMarco Jackson is a linebacker. He is another senior, and he's he's an all-sun belt player. And that secondary is really good. Sean Jolly and Caden Smith at corner and safety are all-sun belt players. So, you know, they're just, they're just really good on defense. And they're not only big, they can knock you back with the guys they have up front. But they also are very fast, and they're really good at rallying and getting around the ball. So, you know, the Pirates will have their work cut out for them, uh, moving the football against these guys, even though we feel East Carolina's offense is going to be good this year. And we're really encouraged with what we saw in the uh, SMU game at the end of last year, especially in that first half. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, you know, in the first game of the year. We always talk about defenses being ahead of the offenses, and, Sometimes those first games can be a little bit sloppy and offenses can turn the ball over. I can tell you this, Pirates can't afford to turn the ball over against Appalachian tomorrow night. They're not going to have a chance to win it. If they do, they're going to have to play really, really well on both sides of the ball and limit mistakes. Jeff Charles joining us will be on the call Thursday night, 730 ECU Appalachian State. will visit with the voice in the Bud Light pregame tailgate coming up on Thursday, which begins at 330 right here on these Pirate Radio Airwaves and on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Jeff, uh, as I, I've talked to players and coaches over the years and, and even yourself, um, I love football. I watch every game I possibly can. Sometimes that gets difficult for the coaches, players, and and even for you when you're traveling. Maybe you just want to get away from it. So, uh, having said that, UAB Jacksonville State play tonight on ESPN. You got a full slate of college football on uh, on Saturday, Jeff. So, with your day off on Saturday and with uh, an evening tonight, where you'll probably try to get some sleep, will you uh, will you be watching any football here week one? 
Oh, yeah. I'm sure I will, Crip. Uh, last week in week zero, if you will, yeah. uh, I didn't watch any games, but I, I listened to a lot of games on radio. I was really preparing and doing some other things. And so I am a multitasker, I guess you could say. Uh, I, I like to do things, and I like to have the radio on and, and listen to games. I think I listened to the entire Illinois-Nebraska game last week on the uh, Illinois Network, and uh, it was really a lot of fun to listen to. And uh, <laughs> Jeff, how did they paint that picture? That was a, a bit of an ugly game to watch. There was a lot of weird stuff going on in that game. Yeah, it, it, it really was, but uh, I thought the, the guys who did the games in Illinois did a, a good job with it. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't the prettiest game in, in the world, and Nebraska's off to, as you know, Clip, a slow start, even though I just saw the other day, I think it's their 376 consecutive sellout, 85,000 wow. for their home opener coming up this weekend. But, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy listening to games on radio and, of course, uh, and watching games, I'm sure, on Saturday. Uh, I have a chance to recoup from uh, the game on Thursday night, and I'll watch some games on Saturday as well. Pirates will have the home opener coming up next Saturday against South Carolina. How about, uh, as we look ahead, Jeff, the quarterback situation there down in Columbia, they have a grad assistant starting week one. They hope to get their, what was supposed to be, starting quarterback back for ECU next weekend. But they've got uh, a a bit of a uh, a problem on their hands as they get ready for Eastern Illinois this weekend. Yeah, that's true, Cliff, and I know that's kind of the storyline. This guy's a grad assistant, and he's going to be the quarterback. But then you look at uh, his background, and you dig a little deeper into this, and this was a guy that went to Iowa State, played there, also played at North Dakota State, one of the premier, if not the premier, FCS program in the country. So I think that's a little bit misleading. I think this guy's a good player. Uh, Obviously, he might have a little rust on him, and he wasn't really expecting to play, but I think he's a good talent. And uh, the other kid who is the starter, he, he may be ready. They're thinking that he'll be ready to play against the Pirates a week from Saturday. And if you remember coming out of the state of South Carolina in that recruiting year, it was the kid who's in South Carolina now and Mason Garcia, who at ECU, they were like 1-2 in the state of South Carolina in quarterback. So that kid's a good player too. So we'll just have to wait and see. But, you know, for Shane Beamer, He's got a chance to get off to a good start. Eastern Illinois has had good programs in the past. In fact, I remember years ago they won an FCS, or at the time, 1AA National Championship back in the uh, 80s, I believe it was. In fact, when I was at the University of Illinois doing their games, uh, Eastern Illinois was really good at the time, and I do remember them winning a 1AA National Championship, and I think they've hit on some hard times here the last two or three years. So South Carolina with Shane Beamer. Frank Beamer's son with a great chance to get off to a good start with a home opening victory. And one would think they'll probably come into Greenville 1-0 next week. Yeah, likely so. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, I thought about you and uh, Sy Seymour over the weekend when I saw this Bishop Sycamore story. I don't know how much you've read into this, but this quote-unquote school, high school, uh, that was playing football on national TV against IMG Academy and lost 58 to nothing. Uh, people started doing some digging and finding out that uh, who are these players? They're like college-age kids. They're um, It's not a, a real school. I, I don't know how much you've read in this, but I thought about you and Sai because during basketball season, you'll start looking at where these opposing players went to high school, and you'll talk about all these pop-up schools, these schools that were created just out of the blue, these institutions to basically almost glorified AAU programs. And I don't know, have you read into that Bishop uh, Sycamore story at all? Uh, 
I really haven't. I mean, I know what you're talking about, but I really haven't looked into any of the details of it. And you're right with Cy and me. We, we have kind of fun with it because these schools pop up out of nowhere. And, you know, a lot of times, Cliff, they're in business for just like two or three years and then they're out of business. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, we always joke, sometimes even on the air, about uh, how about you and me starting one of these schools in yeah. the basketball factory somewhere in <laughs> Neck, North Carolina, somewhere. <laughs> so, well, you can do the recruiting, so I can handle the coaching. I think y'all can get this done, Jeff. <laughs> we might be able to. But, uh, you know, and, and some of the names of some of these schools that pop up, it's, it's kind of uh, mind-boggling. Yeah. That's kind of where we are these days, Clip. And, you know, everything's like, oh, bets are off. And how about this? This kid at Ohio State's never taken a snap. He's supposed to be the next great thing, the best quarterback in the country. And he signed this NIL deal for $1.4 million yesterday. Mm. I mean, it is just a whole brand new world in college athletics. A kid uh, that is supposed to be in high school but decided to forego his senior year to go ahead and go to Ohio State, not to play this year. C.J. Stroud, the starter, but... He uh, is there so he can sign that deal. I guess he he couldn't do it as a high school athlete in Texas, but he can do it as a collegiate athlete at Ohio State. So he got a uh, huge payday as what, Jeff? I guess a 16- or 17-year-old. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, $1.4 million. And you're right, the Texas rules are different. But, uh, you know, he's he's going to Ohio State, and he's obviously a young man, but he's very wealthy and – we're just going to see more of this clip. Yeah. I mean, this is just, I think, the tip of the iceberg. And where it's going, I don't think anybody knows. It's, it's just almost like a train out of control. So stay tuned. We don't know where that's going. We don't know where realignment and, and college football and college athletics as a whole is going. All we do know, Jeff, is uh, the Pirates play Appalachian State Thursday night, and uh, that's my focus right now. It's, and we've talked about it in the past. There's so much stuff going on uh, outside of the lines. But uh, once kickoff happens, it's still football. And for me, it's still enjoyable. And, and listening to you and talking to you, Jeff, I know it's still enjoyable for you uh, once the game begins. Oh, there's no doubt about it, Cliff. I mean, I wouldn't still be doing this if I didn't love it and didn't uh, enjoy doing it. And I can't wait, wait to get over to Charlotte and get to the game tomorrow and walk in the stadium and see a lot of folks that I know. And, you know, when you've been doing this as long as I have, uh, it seems like everywhere you go, you do know people. I remember when I was a young broadcaster and we would go to stadiums uh, for the first or second time and I'd be around guys who had been in the business like as long as I have now, and I was always amazed at how they knew everybody, and, and now I'm kind of at that stage in my career where just about wherever we go, I know people, and uh, that's what makes it fun. There's a real camaraderie between the broadcasters and the people in the media and athletic directors and sports information people that you come to uh, know over the years, so it's always good to see those guys. Adam Witten now does the Appalachian State games, and uh, I've known Adam for a number of years. Be good to see him over there tomorrow, and so we always have a chance with our fellow broadcasters before the game to trade notes and try and pick up some things that we can use on on our broadcast. So yeah, so it's all of that clip is so much fun, and it's so still very much enjoyable. Uh, just being around the coaches uh, yesterday and the players, uh, it, it's still a lot of fun. And you just have to change with the times. Change with the times, you become a dinosaur. And I know a lot of people are turned off with 
what is happening in college athletics these days. And we all have a choice. If, if you want to continue to support it, you can. If you don't want to, well, then that's your choice as well. But it's changing. I, I think it's going to continue to change uh, as we move through the next years uh, to follow. And uh, it's just up to each and every individual as to whether or not they want to continue to be a college sports fan or not. Yeah, well said. Jeff Charles joining us. We'll uh, visit with The Voice on Thursday during the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We'll also talk to Adam Witten, as Jeff Charles just mentioned, play-by-play voice of Appalachian State. He'll join us on the show as well. So we are locked and loaded for Thursday. Jeff, uh, when are you heading to Charlotte? Heading to Charlotte about uh, 10.30 tomorrow morning. Get right. there about 2.30, 3 o'clock. Uh, all of us on the network come from different places. Marty, you are our sideline announcer. I think this is Marty's 28th or 29th year, believe it or not. Wow. Uh, Marty lives in Wilmington, and he'll be driving into Wilmington. Marty's got a real busy weekend because he and his wife are driving from Wilmington to Charlotte staying in a hotel in Charlotte Thursday night, and then they're catching a flight early Friday morning to Albany, New York, where their oldest, Cope, uh, is getting married in Albany, New York on Saturday. So Marty has a real busy weekend yeah. up, and then, yeah, then uh, Kevin lives in the Raleigh-Durham area. He'll be he'll be driving over. And David Horn, who's our MVP, I always say this, we, we just could not do this without David, and he's the best engineer producer in all of college sports. Uh, David has a motorhome. It's a big, beautiful motorhome, and it's all decorated in, in pirate uh, pictures and memorabilia. And his wife, Wendy, is a huge pirate fan. And so they're leaving actually uh, today in the motorhome, and they've got their spot all reserved over at Bank of America Stadium. And they're going to pitch their tent there. And in fact, they're going to stay for the Clemson Georgia game on Saturday. So. David's got a big football weekend coming up. He's going to be working, and he's also going to be able to play a little bit and spend three or four nights in the motorhome in Charlotte. So everybody's in that football mode. That is awesome. That's great stuff. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, have a fantastic call on Thursday. And uh, before that, we'll talk to you on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We appreciate your time. As always, have a safe trip to Charlotte Voice, and uh, we'll shoot you a phone call tomorrow. Sounds great. Looking forward to it. Have a good one. Jeff Charles joining us today and uh, will join us tomorrow as well as we get you set for ECU and Appalachian State 3.30 Thursday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Back for another year and we are fired up, ready to go here at Pirate Radio. We'll take a timeout, come back, have more for you on Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Select Bank and Trust. Banking is banking until the service is not the same. Wouldn't you like to deal with a bank that is responsive to your needs, can make local decisions, and cares about you, the customer? Try Select Bank and Trust. Bank local. Bank select. Selectbank.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best investment you can make is in yourself. Get educated and make prudent decisions about your financial future. Contact David Dom at Carolina Wealth Management today at 439-1344 for a free consultation. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. 
All right, it has been zero days since the latest Mets incident. The Mets mess. Today's news, their acting general manager, Zach Scott, was arrested for an alleged DUI. The team announced today uh, he was charged at 4.15 a.m. Tuesday in White Plains, New York. He was asleep at the wheel of his SUV at a traffic light as Chandler's given the thumbs down. Uh, he refused a breathalyzer. He was coming from a team event, a fundraiser for the Amazing Mets Foundation at the owner's house. Steve Cohen and players were there as well. Um, although it says he left the event around 8.30 or 9 o'clock. So I guess he, uh, he, you know, instead of going home, continued his evening and on into the morning since he was found at 4.15 a.m. sleeping at a stoplight. So the Mets just cannot get out of their own way. And uh, right now, they had that come-from-behind walk-off win yesterday with Javi Baez, who pissed off the entire fan base, scoring the winning run. Uh, They are five and a half back of the Braves. They are three back of the Phillies for second place in the NL East. The Phillies have won five in a row, and with the Braves out in L.A. losing games, they have cut the Atlanta lead uh, to two and a half there in the East. But there's your uh, your Mets update on this Wednesday. Again, coming up tonight, as we look at the uh, Buck scoreboard, you've got uh, Jacksonville State and UAB. UAB is a 16-and-a-half-point favorite in that game going on uh, in montgomery alabama we got o's baseball for you tonight the orioles beat the uh, blue jays last night can they do it again with matt harvey on the mound uh, they play tonight 707 you can hear it right here on pirate radio hey clip how are you doing i'm doing great okay just uh, a little practice little practice rep for tomorrow yeah yeah i need uh need everybody if you see me tonight at aj's to ask how i'm doing please so i can get ready for tomorrow night because of the pirates win i'm gonna be doing fantastic pirates lose i'm gonna be tired angry grumpy grumpy just like the callers uh, but looking forward to hearing from you the pirate nation coming up after the game on thursday night on the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show with hot take weaver uh to my super left super bowl we super bowl super we got we got super bowl weave over here hey it's the super bowl johnny soups <laughs> what does that come with a free bowl of soup all right we need to take a time out when we return bryce williams joins us in the pirate radio studios we'll uh talk about his latest turtle rescue we'll hear from donnie kirkpatrick blake harrell and continue to get you set for ecu app state we got to get bryce williams prediction We'll see what numbers he has in mind. I've got mine. Are you giving it out today? Yeah, you said yesterday you want to give yours out, and I said I'll wait till tomorrow with Bryce. I can wait till tomorrow on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Look, it is a free country, and we are a free establishment. You can do whatever you want to do. Mm, I think I'm going to wait till the Bud Light pregame tailgate. I'm going to let Bryce Williams have his moment today. All right. And I'll wait till tomorrow when I give out my prediction. And my fantasy player. We will do that at the end of the Bud Light pregame tailgate coming up at around 727. 
Thursday evening. Take a time out. Come back. More to go. Hour three. We got a giveaway. We got our Bud Light EC report, Bryce Williams, and more after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Thinking of remodeling your home or business? AG's Home Solutions has been serving the remodeling needs of Eastern North Carolinians since 2017. The company specializes in additions, kitchen and bath remodels, historic preservation, commercial upfitting, and new construction. AG's Home Solutions offers a full-service design center and showroom staffed with knowledgeable sales and design consultants ready to help with any remodeling project. Visit aghomesolutions.com to get started today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live. We're going to make you a winner this hour. Hour. Open up the Pirate Radio booty bag. We'll hear from Donnie Kirkpatrick, Blake Harrell, and uh, more coming up on our Bud Light ECU report. We are locked and loaded. Week one, East Carolina App State coming up Thursday night, 7.30. We'll be with you Thursday, 3.30 on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. One more hour of Pirate Radio Live before we get to game day and we are fired up joining me in studio troy d is back again second pop in of the day hello troy good to see you again clip you uh you bored no i'm not bored i just <laughs> i miss you guys you I, miss, I miss bryce i don't get to interact with him as much on the air are you okay there, there we big go. b i had to, I had to raise right. my seat up a little bit aren't you tall enough already you've got one of the biggest torsos i know i know a lot of people have long legs bryce has a big torso big torso man yeah a lot hmm. of back. Anyway, so I, miss, I miss seeing Big B. Bryce yeah. Williams is here, too. Hey, Bryce. Nice. Wanted to interact hey with you guys. It's good to have a little trio I'm getting, I'm getting fired up for game day, Clip. We got to get Bryce. W- thinking about that. Excitement time. We got to get Bryce's official prediction. Oh, yeah. Man. Are you ready to go with it? You never go against the Pirates, what? though. No, no. Never going against. So, uh, we're already doing scores? Well, I mean, we can come in wait. hot, baby. We can wait if you need yeah, to. I gotta, it's, at this point, it's just... I've been thinking about the score, obviously, all week, so... Like what I think we're gonna score. So, I mean, do I say it now? Yeah, let's do it. Let's come in hot. I mean, I've, so I've been preparing obviously since I thought the game was last week. So yeah, you, you were been, ready to go last week. Yeah, I saw so I two, I've had two yeah. weeks ish, right? Yeah, you've been. Bryce has got his mind set on South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, they've yeah. already played App State in his yeah. mind. Yeah, we're already one and zero. You've been in game mode for two weeks. That's right. I've yeah. been fired up. So, I mean, obviously Pirates. I mean, I mean, I think it's going back a. Decent scoring game, nothing crazy. I don't really know what the spread, the spread is anymore. Well, don't worry uh, about it. Thinking, Just go uh, with your spread. What you know, do you think? I'm going EC 30 at 24. All right. All right. That's like fair, right? Not crazy. Yeah. I mean, this yeah, post- I, y'all's a little biased. No, no, no. Like, the, uh, over, uh, under, <laughs> the over under for the game is in like the uh, mid to upper 50s. So what you oh, had there is fifty four. Fifty six and a half. So you're like okay. right under what hey, they're that's saying. Just off, that's just good. Yeah. yeah. And of course App State is still favored right. by ten and a half in the game. Yeah. I don't pick ECU every time like you if I don't feel yeah. like they're gonna win. And I do have ECU thirty four thirty one as it were. Okay, so I'm not too far off on my yeah. score there. No. That's good. So you're in the wheelhouse. There we go. Assuming so, we're right. What was it uh we uh 
There was something. There was one game I got. And I like, totally was like way off on some kind of number. And I forgot what it was. I mean, it was near like March. It was, no, something. it was uh, how many days till ECU kickoff? <laughs> there was yes, that. Right. We yeah. had like 30 days left, and you're like, 96. <laughs> <laughs> and then last week, he thought the season was already here. Yeah. So, yeah. But you're not a numbers guy. More of a day of a day guy. You know, I don't look too... A what? A day-by-day day guy. Oh, day-by-by-day. Day. Yeah. yeah, it did come out. Dabba-dabba. Sorry. Dabba-day. But you got some... What, what do you got in there? Some Invisalign? Invisalign. Oh, I I'm thought I was on the rat last little stretch here. Wow. We're getting yeah. uh, never too old to have straight teeth. That's right. Yeah. And I said, if we're getting married, you're... Well, you said it very poorly. Oh, this is... So a, can you... Uh, what, why don't you get Invisalign? I need you to straighten up. Wow. All right, honey, straight I'll straighten up. up. No, your teeth. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. What else are you having to do to get ready for this marriage besides straighten your teeth? Do you have mm. to lose any weight? No. She's like actually shaved, I guess she's haircut. Pretty, uh, wax the haircut. eyebrows, maybe? I'll get a haircut. I'll get trimmed up. Uh, shaving, I don't have to do too much of that. So, uh, probably make sure I don't have any sprigs. Um, I think she's happy with my physique. So, All right. That's good. You know? Yeah. I'm trying to sharpen it up a little bit. When is when is your wedding? May seventh of next. Okay. Year. So do you, you still gotta... work out, or is this just your natural state at this? No, nah, every day. Oh, you do work out every, day. every okay. morning. All right. Yeah, I gotta stay tight. What are you? Are you lifting or just cardio? Lifting. Okay. I thought, yeah, more so. Yeah, definitely lifting. All right. You know, I'm not as heavy as I am. I only like on the heavy day. I'm like two forty. So I'm like. No, I say two forty. No, I mean you still look fit. Like you, thanks. You get out there. You today. want to feel a muscle? I'm just kidding. You want me to? <laughs> Go ahead, Troy will. Yeah. Here, flex it, huh? That's hey, I got this guy's rocked up right here, Clip yeah. Rock. So I just wear, I Bryce wear, Williams is rocked up. You really did miss Bryce. I know. I don't wear tank tops. You know, I'd rather just hide it and then just surprise everybody at the beach. You know, you know who's rocked? Bam. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Reminds, I got a picture to show you later of a guy oh, on yeah. the beach. <laughs> what is going on here? What the hell kind of show is this? This is not what we normally do. Yeah, a picture of a guy saw, on the beach. I, I show you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're going to die when you see it. Uh, I talked to Mark Washington, former P- Can you believe it has been 30 years since the Peach Bowl season? He sweats purple. Wow. 30 years since the greatest season in ECU football history. Mm. Yeah, you know old that makes me feel? As old as you are. That was very. Um, but Mark Washington, who was one of the you know great defensive players that season for the Pirates, owns his own gym in town now called Max Fitness. I've talked to Mark. You know, I've known Mark for, since th- that season. We've been friends. We went to school together. Mark is convinced this is a breakout season. Remember when I said last week, clip there was a pl- former player I talked to who I had a fe- mm. like I had to talk off the ledge because he was so excited. The, he is convinced this is going to be a Peach Bowl-like team, like season. Wow. That is how fired up he is about the season. He thinks this Why team, does he think that? He just believes in these players and the coaches, and he feels that he's, you know that they're un, off the radar, kind of like his team in 91. Nobody was really giving them a chance, and uh, nobody was really paying attention to them. But, hmm. uh, they, you know, Jeff Blake had a breakout year that year. And he thinks Holton could have a breakout year this year, and that this could be a—I uh, mean, a ten-win wow. season. I mean, that'd be awesome. That's now I'm just saying this is Mark Washington, but he's right. a former player, and he doesn't yeah. say this every year. He doesn't right. go every year saying this, but he—he he is that pumped up about the season. 1990 ECU won five games and lost, so they were five and six. Yeah, 
1990. Right. Now, I remember coming in the 91 season, and there was a lot of um, positivity going into the season. Like, it felt like I remember talking to the former SGA president at the time saying, I thought this could be EC's year, and it ended up being their year. But uh, there weren't many, not a lot of people were giving them a chance. So, so ECU hmm. had five wins in 90. Yeah. The Pirates then, should have had five wins last year between the Tulsa game and right. the Navy game. And, and, you know, who knows? Maybe Mark's on to something. If we sit here three months yeah. from now we and did. we're on the verge yeah. of a double-digit win season, I'm going to say the guy's freaking genius. And did we play it? The, it was if, like the seven-year uh, seven thing. If they win three games this year, are you going to call them a freaking idiot or just ignore or forget it? <laughs> I'm, I'm just I, wondering how we're going to play this. I think you need to remind me. And I'll call him an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Fair weather, idiot. Yeah. No, What'd had you call me? Down. I'm yeah. not calling Mark Washington an idiot. Yeah, but it'll he be behind his back, it. not to his face, because yeah. he has rocked up. He's gotten back in shape, too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. What about the breakdown we did? Wasn't like seven years before we won a bowl game? That whole Remember that whole spiel we did? Yeah, we had, uh, maybe it was bowl victories, something like that. Yeah, maybe it was bowl victories, yeah. Uh, so, I think that plays into effect this year. Bryce Williams was on the last team that won a bowl. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, uh, seven was Hawaii Bowl. Mm-hmm. Fourteen was the last one ECU won. They were a part of twenty-one. That was in Tampa, right? St. Petersburg. Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 And then twenty-one. So we're going seven. So, I mean, seven. We got a lot of factors, I guess. You got. If you that look at the trends, be. this you know. Could it be another magical season on the thirtieth? <laughs> Let's anniversary? just win the game. Let's have a six-win season. <sighs> Clip yeah. just. Running a possible scenario. Over there I, you go. There's a million possible scenarios. Okay, Boomer. Yeah. I'm just. I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to. Uh, I know. I get. I get. We just can't get our hopes. So I get high, too hyped so. up sometimes right before the season kickoff, and I'm trying to just kind of. As I said, I was the one trying to calm Mark down. Usually, it's what a, a role reversal. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking forward. To, hey, look, if we get to six wins and a and a bowl game this year, I'd be ecstatic. Mm-hmm. Robert yeah. says yeah. on Facebook Live, it sounds like Mark in his commercial says, "I sweat purple." SMU. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "I sweat purple." What's, What's in, you? in you? Yeah. Yeah. But good call there, Robert. <laughs> yeah. I sweat purple. SMU. Yeah. Thank you for listening, Robert. <laughs> a very attentive listener there, Robert yes. Matthews. Uh, so, yeah, Bryce, what do you remember about uh, heading into week one? You said you were going to talk about this last week, and then we had to push right. it back a week. So what is that buildup uh, like to that season opener? Um, of course, you know, a lot of, I guess, it's jitters, I guess, a good thing. And butterflies? Like good jitters, but, um, well, like, maybe not like so much nervous butterflies, but just like, you know, for me, mine anxious. was tank. Yeah, anxious is definitely a good one. Um, you know, mine was obviously Townsend my senior year, I think, right? Yes. Townsend. So, you know, going through the whole, you know, spring, winter, summer. And, um, you know, for me, obviously, it was, um, you know, I had, I had high hopes of, you know, good season and um, everything that I was trying to get, you know, lead the good season towards, you know, with, you know, hopefully going to the NFL and everything like that. So, um, to know that ball's getting to start, ro- you know, start rolling and everything. So, a lot of, um, a lot of excitement for sure and just you know each week is um trying to take it you know week by week how but, much was it bryce um, going into your last year when with, with that sense of urgency knowing okay this i only have one season left if i'm right. going to make it to the next level i got to have a spectacular year this right. year in addition yeah. to the team but you can only control what you can for do. sure yeah how much of that is because i 
I think some of that is in play this year with mm-hmm. a, with some of these key playmakers, like a, yeah. you know, a Holt Nailers, a DJ Ford. These guys that they've kind of got one shot now yeah. this season to really kind of get themselves on the yeah. map. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely a good thing. Um, good question there because uh you know for me you know of course i was you know mackie award watch list and all that and i was able to stay in the you know you're not so much you know focused too much on but it kind of was you know well where am i ranking in my draft class and i was whatever top 10 5 whatever i was you know mac then following you know who's in the mackie award deal and so you were so, keeping up with that during so, the season i mean so. kind of you know yeah. in a bit yeah way i didn't let it totally consume me but of course it was like man i didn't have a good game and have this many catches didn't score this game you're thinking how's this going to play a role in um you know draft stock mackie award you know the whole you know combine senior bowl all these things um or definitely it's something I think about after each game if it doesn't go so well. And then I went, you know, for that streak of not scoring for a while. So that, of course, dropped me out of the Mackey Award um, talk and everything like that. So, um, yeah, I didn't really think about that too until you kind of brought it up. Everything that kind of plays off of the seniors in their last season, they're wanting to, you know, have an outstanding game each week, um, you know, just to get as much exposure and things like that. So, um that's definitely a big role for the, you know was for me in my mind um, during that um, trying to do, have the best game I could. So it was a uh, it was fun. It was still fun though. You mentioned last week like um, the movies and stuff. Like, what is a what's a game night like? You got to wait all day for that game. I, yeah, I was thinking about that today because I'm like, man, these guys. I guess they're should be already headed down yeah. there, right? Yeah. Um, and arriving soon. I don't know if they still watch movies. I but. think they're probably there by now they left earlier today yeah mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i guess whatever they're doing now like yeah, maybe not movies yet but definitely during the day it was a lot of naps but you didn't want to like nap too much well it was naps and snacks for you uh, naps and snacks yeah that was the big day yeah well, so, like preschool. Uh, they want yeah. to keep you fresh for game day mm-hmm. do a walk through tonight yeah walk- team meal usually mm-hmm. a movie yep that whole deal uh in the morning i think we would sleep in um probably a little bit longer maybe to like you know, breakfast was at like eight, maybe seven thirty to nine or something. Um, have a quick meeting, then a break, probably close to a what three and a half hour break, something you know, fairly long, long enough to sleep. Um, you know, so I would take. I mean, Chef probably slept for at least an hour, and then maybe would like do some stretching just to not get too stiff and um, anything like that. So move around. But uh, yeah, it feels like it takes forever. I mean, it's it's a long day until you know you get there and you're like, man, I'm finally here. So then that's when you start getting the juices flowing, especially when you do that last final walkthrough. It was always exciting um, for us. You know, before we got on the bus, we would do do a walkthrough, and it was, I mean, dead quiet. Only you know the guys that were in were talking, or like you know it's communication. But um, you know, we would just have a sharp walkthrough through our main plays. Um, hardly had any like just any mental bus there um so once once you get to that walkthrough that's when you kind of switch your mindset to all right let's focus you know let's you know be on point and everything make sure everything's firing so um kind of just got let's let's talk about about the the game tomorrow and a clip i heard you talking about with someone yesterday i forget who you were talking about but i kind of have this feeling like it's going to be really close i don't know if it was jeff charles that was talking to you or not said look if east you could jump on on them early Mm -hmm. and get a lead that could kind of maybe take App State by surprise. Who might For think sure. this? Oh, well, this ain't going to be a hard. You know, we we should be able to beat in East right. Carolina. And they might be looking, thinking of East Carolina as the old, not the East Carolina of what it could be. Uh, how important is that 
for East Carolina to you know to get up on them and then hold that lead or have to come from behind. Yeah, I feel like we've well when I was playing, you know, we I mean as y'all know we fired and got on top of people real quick when we had that many every um, uh shirley and i would do the pregame show and drive over to the stadium by the time we got there you guys that era had already had seven, seven on the board yeah. yeah every game oh yeah every, I, I, every I, I wish i knew the stat how many games we scored on the open and drive yeah but um i think that's definitely huge for you know obviously any team but especially ours you know come out um coming on top i mean hopefully we you know get some big plays first thing um that'd be nice to win you know win the coin toss and receive uh receive the ball and you know go on open and score but i think that's definitely huge i feel like we were coming past few years we were always the ones we would start playing good too late and have to play catch up a lot of the games i remember watching so hopefully we can be the ones you know to start on top and make you know app follow us and clip how do you see this thing play now you watch a lot of football i mean do you think it's going to be nip and tuck the whole way do you think it could be a blowout one way or the other what, what do you think is going to happen I don't know, Troy. <laughs> I hope it's. Uh, I'm hoping for a good game. I'm thinking it's going to be a good game. It's just I, I don't want. I don't, it's not going to be a repeat of Georgia State last year, but I am concerned about how well Appalachian State runs the football. I'm concerned that if we do have a weakness on defense, it's the D line, and I'm concerned about Rick DeBrew, who's a rocked up guy, not being able to play in the first half. Yeah, I mean that that was. You mentioned Georgia State. I talked to. Well, my friends uh, affiliated with the team yesterday, I said it just depends which ECU team comes out. Is it the ECU right. team that played SMU last year, or is it the ECU team that played Georgia yeah. State last year? Those were two totally different teams, same Completely season. Completely different. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, if Georgia State comes out, this ain't going to be a lot of fun to watch. No. If the SMU team comes out that they played, this right. is going to be a great start of the season. I mean, not to bring so, up bad memories, but the Pirates gave up 247 yards rushing that day. It was ugly. And mm. it just got away from them. But, uh, and again, I'm not thinking it's going to be that kind of game, but I right. do think App State, you know, will be able to run the football. I'm interested to see if Blake Harrell completely sells out Bryce and, and stacks the box right. and makes that quarterback try to right. beat it. And I will say that a very different set of circumstances last year where it was kind of a weird atmosphere. That yeah. was like one of the first COVID games. Yeah, you know, They did have some fans in there, but not many. This is going to be, I don't want to say electric atmosphere. Yeah. It's not going to be sold out. But there's going to be thirty close 35,000 fans there. Yeah. The fans are going to be pumped up. There's going to be a lot of energy in Bank of America Stadium. And I think that is something our team... And a lot of these players, we've heard Coach Houston talk about it in the press conference this week. They haven't even had a chance to experience yet. So I think that's going to fire our right. team up more than maybe anybody. Yeah, I didn't really think about that. He's talking about Keen Mitchell and Rajay Harris and those guys. Have well, they not, haven't played in front of a that's crowd. True. Yeah. Who, yeah, that just got me kind of fired up. I was like thinking if they've been playing in front of empty stadiums and look how well you know they've been playing. So shoot they get a you know, and ecu i mean looking them. back at it hasn't played in front of a big crowd since when like at ucf maybe this is 2019 yeah. like yeah. cincinnati was a pretty good crowd that was yeah. a uh and an ecu and, and then went back and forth well, smu so, so smu doesn't have a lot of fans there that was a great game yeah. but and uconn has no fans yeah tulsa at the end of the year weren't a lot of people there so 
Well, you might have to go back to like October of 2019, Jeez. the last time ECU played in a real yeah. football atmosphere. Yeah, and I'm talking to a lot of people. I think I think people are starting to catch the fever now. A lot of people that were on the fence have decided to go. It's going to be a beautiful day in Charlotte tomorrow. Uh, high of 84, low of 64, mm. sunny skies. So this storm's kind of the remnants of the storm's going to blow through tonight. And it's going to be great for. I mean, it's going to be great weather yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know what? It is the type of game where all of a sudden you catch the fever and you wake up Thursday morning. Well, you can be to Charlotte in four hours right. from Greenville, or if you live in Raleigh or Greensboro or Charlotte itself, where we have a huge alumni base. Those people, if they've been on the fence and they haven't got tickets, they can still get tickets at the gate yeah. and at the doors. Hey, so. Dad, you want to be a hero? Take your kid out of school tomorrow. Yeah. Surprise yeah. trip. To Bank of America. Yeah, I mean, yeah. why not? Dad at yeah. this point. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the kids will remember that more than what they did in third grade t- tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Whatever cl- grade they're in. Kenny uh, has landed in Charlotte. Kenny Curlings, they're headed to Dale Jr.'s restaurant. What's that called, uh, Chandler? You said it yesterday. Whiskey something? Oh, Whiskey, Whiskey River? River? Whiskey River. Yeah, I've, uh, I've been Dale there. Dale Jr. spot. I've been there. Uh, I ate there at the Charlotte Airport. They've got a location there. Hmm. So I'm curious. I bet it's going to be a fun atmosphere even before you get in the, the game. epicenter. The old uh, tailgating and all that should be. I'm excited. You My doing some family. tailgating this year? The Pirate Radio tailgate zone? I would certainly plan to. How about that, Troy? We hadn't even talked about that. Yeah. Are you I, ready for next week? Well, I'm a, I want to get through tomorrow, and then I will. You, then I will. But get, are you going? You'll to be the ready game regardless. Uh, I cannot go, unfortunately. That's My what son, I'm saying. Yeah, my son has. Forget uh, tomorrow. I'm talking about next week's tailgate for his middle school football team, yeah. and I don't want to miss his first game. But, uh, no, I will be firmly ready next week. Yeah, That'll I'll be get, your first tailgate in... In a long time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You think he still has it? In a couple years. Huh? You think he still has it? I think so, but it does concern <laughs> me a little bit that he's like, we got to get through tomorrow. If you aren't preparing yourself Well, now, I've been preparing. Every weekend I've been doing a okay. little preparation. Yeah, sure. Good deal. I've, I've prepared. We've done some dress rehearsals we at done. Atlantic Beach this summer. So we are, we're ready to go. <laughs> when we're called upon yeah that's right we are our number ready. is called we're gonna make it happen right. yeah so we will have a tailgate a week from saturday and this unfortunately i wish that south carolina game was a six seven o'clock kickoff oh hey what is it in it's noon. a noon it's game a noon god one. it would be awesome especially if ec That'd wins and to come back to a first home night game against an sec team you kidding me be amazing now we'll still have fun we'll still make the most of it yeah. and, and look the, there could be a fun time after the game Right. Yeah, for South Carolina. Oh, man, you win. That's a great celebratory yeah. post-game. Correct. Tonight. People will linger a long time outside mm-hmm. Listen to the fifth quarter. It, yeah. Pop some tops. Yeah, listen to, listen to the post-game. Enjoy it. You stay out there. Suck up some uh, good atmosphere. Billy Weaver will say nice. something crazy. Yeah. Another. <laughs> what did you call his take? Uh, well, it was a hot take. No, but he had said something else. It earlier. was a dumb take. No. Was, I don't know what I said. I forget. He had a good name for it. I was like, that's pretty good. Uh, but uh, we need to take a break. Uh, this is part of our Bud Light ECU report. What? There will be a lot of Bud Lights going down uh, tomorrow during what, the ECU. What will Wacky Weaver say next? Uh, You're yeah. not going to want to miss it. <laughs> this is South. Shane Carolina. Beamer will be fired if they lose to East Carolina next week. <laughs> this is South Carolina's World Series. <laughs> Tune in to see what Billy Weaver says next. All right, let's uh, take a timeout. We'll come back when we return. More with Bryce Williams, Troy D. Chandler Honeycutt, Shirley Rhodes will also make you a winner at the end of next segment and open up the booty bag. A lot more to go on Pirate Radio Live after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with kinetic physical therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, the Kinetic Physical Therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has national certified uh, therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy, all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit KineticPTGreenville.com for more information. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All right, I posted last night, uh, last time ECU played Appalachian State, 2012. Some interesting names from that game. Andrew Bodenheimer getting in the end zone. Chip Thompson with a scoop and score for the Pirates. Justin Hardy in his second year with the team scored. But do you remember? I'll ask Troy D first. Do you remember? So you were on that team, right, Bryce? Was that like a redshirt year or did you play in 2012? Uh, that was like that redshirt year. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. so Justin Jones was still there. 2012, Troy D. Who started the season opener at quarterback for ECU? <sighs> wow. The one TJ Lee. Mm, wait, wait. No, this was... Yeah, yeah, it was that game. No, 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 what? no, no. TJ Lee... Uh, that was 2008. Like. That's against Virginia Tech. Yeah, yeah. Lance, no. Who was it? I was thinking about Lance Ray because he scored a uh, kickoff return for a touchdown mm-hmm. against App State. 2012 starting quarterback for the Pirates was... 2012. Come on. Uh, I'm going to go Rio Johnson. That is correct. Correct. Yep. Wow. Bit of a trick question because he started that game... Started the next week in South Carolina. And then here came. See, why couldn't the I get these questions during uh, <laughs> sports trips? Sorry, I asked you uh, who Jake Coochman was. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's on me, not you. Not knowing <laughs> yeah. who Jake Coochman yeah. is. Who's that guy? Sounds familiar. Uh, been around a little bit. Uh, but yeah, so Shane came in in mop up duty in the South Carolina game and then I think started the rest of his career mm-hmm. here at ECU. Yeah. If I recall, but you're right. He uh, Shane did not was not anointed the starter. But again, I, and I posted that, and an App State fan said, "Man, should be a great game tomorrow night. Two completely different pro, two completely different teams since then." And he's right. Mm-hmm. The roles have kind of reversed. He yes. was the favorite that day. Yeah. Uh, not the case nine years later. Yeah, the hunted have become the hunter. That's right, and we're hunting. Mm, yeah we are and you know something about and uh, my goodness look at the well-dressed brian bailey oh, wow wow with a tie on what's going on here did somebody die <laughs> bailey's in a tie who died wow that's unusual it is well uh we'll see if he enters the studio yeah see bailey come on to. in here for a second come on down the price is right all right so uh troy and bryce have the pirates winning this football game mm-hmm. by a narrow pretty narrow margin three he said points. six right and troy's six. got three yeah um, we'll make our predictions coming up Thursday. I don't want to go as bold tailgate. as saying it comes down to a field goal, but it's. I think it's going to come down to the wire. Mm. Okay. Maybe we get a stop on defense to win it. That'd be exciting. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Game-ending pick by Jaquan wow. McMillan. Yeah, that'd be cool. We'll just hope for no strip pass. Bruce Bivens. Just with... hope for no pass interference call like in the Tulsa game <laughs> last year. Mm. 
Oh, what no. a great coverage by Warren Sabre. Hey, who's reffing this game? What league officials are reffing yeah. this football game? We need question. to find that out. That is a uh, seriously, that's a good question. By the way, this is on ESPNU. It is. Coming up on Thursday night. Would it also be on ESPN Plus then for folks? I've had some people ask me that. No, I don't. I oh, think ESPN Plus is its own entity. So, okay, so it is not. If you, What if you have But ESPN it is on ESPN app? 3. 3. Okay, that, I'm getting so confused on all the mobile stuff from ESPN. No, like Plus what? is different. Plus is different. It's like its own network okay but we already just been you yeah you can watch it streaming okay on your uh device right bailey come in here for a second oh we, we gotta get bailey right. you gotta see what brian yeah. bailey's wearing today yeah slide over here what's what's going on you look very nice i, I had to do the five i had to pick something up I gotta get to the six. oh the hats look great by the way they do did you great. save me one uh let me think <laughs> no no all right because so i was gonna charge you to wear it anyway I got but. Two feet <laughs> oh thank you bailey <laughs> We'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm still trying to figure out who Weaver's favorite in the game. <laughs> yeah. Got a lot of text. And, uh, Say that for folks that might have missed that. Scrambled eggs. <laughs> so, Bailey, uh, yeah, he said he's trying to figure out Billy Weaver's take on uh, ECU App State. And Weaver said this is App State Super Bowl, the team that's favored by 10.5, that has not had a losing record since joining fbs is treating ecu as their super bowl which mm. is a pretty wild take mm. and bailey said uh he's got some scrambled eggs up there <laughs> making a billy's beach breakfast oh, it's uh, been a busy uh, summer reference yeah yeah <laughs> he's been on the beach a little too long uh but anyway all right so uh we got to uh we need to take another break and we also need to make somebody a winner we got to go pirate radio outdoors mm. we got a lot to do yeah Let's, uh, let's go ahead and make somebody a winner right now, Charlotte. What do we got? What do we got? Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, our Wednesday winner shall win what, Shirley Rhodes? A $15 gift card courtesy of A.J. McMurphy. All right, that is a good one. We'll be watching football tonight, and I have 30 college football questions prepared for sports trivia tonight, 8 o'clock at A.J.'s. You can be a winner of a gift card right now if you are a caller number... 12. Caller number 12, 317-1250. We're back with the turtle rescuer, Bryce Williams, Mm. Troy D., and uh, more to go, a lot more to go after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting, signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more is Signs and Tint. Be sure to stop by their office at 801 State, uh, Staten Road in Greenville, or you can book an appointment online at signsandtent.com. And congratulations to Jonathan Landis of Farmville. Picked up a $15 gift card to AJ McMurphy's, and AJ's has got a big event coming up tomorrow afternoon. And for more, here's Chandler. At 4 o'clock, AJ McMurphy's get the season started for ECU football at AJ's. Party starts at 4 o'clock. Food is at 6. Watch the game there at 7.30. So get the season started at A.J. McMurphy's tomorrow. Uh, Your tailgating headquarters. And now back to you, Clip. (laughs) 
Bryce? <laughs> Bryce, your mic's hot. Bryce loves nothing more than talking as we're coming on the air. Yeah. What was, do you have a question for Chandler? You're good now. Yeah, you're on. Is AJ McMurphy's playing the game? Do you think yeah. they'll show the game? Yeah, they're going to have, have the TV, game. Bryce. Yeah. Are they playing in the game? No, they're not playing in the game, but they have will have playing, it on. Playing the game in the restaurant. Yes, they will have it on t- their TVs. Yes. Okay. It's on ESPNU, widely available uh, for perfect. folks. Oh, perfect. And for bars. We'll be there tonight, 8 o'clock. Uh, there will be a game on TV tonight, as there is a random college football game. The Montgomery kickoff between UAB and Jacksonville State. So wow. It's at 7 30 watch tonight. it. I don't know what the Hell view. yeah, every minute of it. <laughs> I missed, I taped, I DVR'd Hard Knocks. I, lo- I laughed so hard when you told Bailey you were hate watching it because I knew exactly what you meant. It's tough to um, get through. I was amazed by the drone footage they had of the last yeah. one. How did they, uh, what was your, tw- I missed your tweet about it. It got Bailey all upset. I just said it's amazing this team, this institution has these facilities and got outscored by like 60 by Washington. Uh, yeah, it is incredible. Their facility is absolutely stunning like i know i've made fun of bailey about going to the star well you about ruined a friendship i know picking but now after seeing it i almost want to go visit the star and check it out Mm. it's pretty damn cool i'm good (laughs) no i mean i'm just saying as far as just an absolute incredible football facility it's got to be the nicest one in the country yeah i mean jerry does everything top notch it was i laughed so hard though where he you know he takes the helicopter from frisco to wherever they play where they where was he like it wasn't very far wherever yeah, he's taking the helicopter yeah. but they land and i guess he didn't take his son with him yeah <laughs> steven like, jones steven so he goes danny danny can you come pick me up daddy daddy <laughs> you left me all daddy. right go get him i'm like why did you leave without him in the first place he's with him at every game he sits next to him in the box every game why did he leave on the helicopter without him I, which i didn't and then what did he say like and then that's, they went back and got him yeah. and circle around a couple times. He said that's the way. Uh, that's the really way to f up the start of a day yeah. or something like that. Yeah, this is like a turnover right here to start the season. Sorry, Daddy. <laughs> Sorry, Daddy. You, you missed the helicopter ride, Stevie. I want me some glory. <laughs> Daddy, can you bring the helicopter back to get me, please, Daddy? Your Jerry Jones sounds too much like Rick Smith. You gotta, <laughs> I mean, you gotta, I want me some glory. <laughs> That's better. That's better. That's a little bit better. But I mean, seriously, they ride the helicopter around like we drive the pirate radio truck around. It's incredible. Mm. <clears throat> it's wow. just like an Uber for him. Yeah. Mm, no stoplights. He lives in a uh, different world than I do. Yeah. I just thought it was in hilarious. Jerry's world. <laughs> that he left without him and then he had to go back and pick him up. <laughs> Turn this baby around. Let's go get uh, yeah. Steven. All right. Go get him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bryce, uh, man, another turtle save from you are you serious if you missed it earlier third one earlier in the show lead the league in turtle saves doing my best i can to save the turtles are you doing it now just for show material or are you are you planning turtles are you doing this because like if you were on the air with us would you still be doing this yeah yeah i did it outside of not even knowing it was going to get talked about okay here's the biggest question if you're mr turtle saver are you still drinking from plastic straws are no, you doing paper straws? I don't do straws most okay. of the time. Now, what is yeah. uh, what's happening the with the turtles with straws? I think that's more so sea turtles, they, right? They're taking away the they. I know down at Carolina Beach, they were given paper straws instead of plastic straws because people like just throw it around, throw it on the ground, uh, like throw it on the beach, and it was, you know, was, messing with the turtles. Their nose. How does it? What does it mean messing with the turtles? What do the turtles do Supposedly with the straws? It gets in their nose. I don't know. 
just happens. They get addicted to cocaine and start using them. Just yeah. Like, <laughs> what are they? What are you? What is the sand? What are they doing with the straws? I don't know. I can't sign off. Look, first of all, I'm not a fan of littering. I think people should throw their garbage out. Mm-hmm. First right. of all, you won't yeah. have a problem. Second of all, I cannot sign on to paper straws. They no. suck. They're I'm not all, a straw yeah. guy anyway. I don't use. Straws. I am a straw guy, yeah. and I will not. I despise paper straws. Yeah, they don't work uh, as well as plastic. No, they straws. fall apart. They're gross. Yeah. Then you're end up eating a straw because it's soggy and it gets yeah. in your mouth. And you might eat some. Maybe okay. we should just BYO straw everywhere we go. Have your own. That's true. Why that's... are plastic straws so bad for sea turtles? Have you... Because oh, they got eat it. them. They the, said there's um, all types of crap they could eat that people leave. That behind. is true, but it's also plastic associated chemicals that are in the water that causes uh, birth defects and other ailments in relation to sea turtles bryce next time you save a turtle make sure you tell them not to eat straws i'll tell them i'll be sure you do talk to the turtles yeah Yeah, you gotta let them know like don't you go back that way buddy where Where was was this turtle i think it was on what if you put it on the wrong side of the road and they were trying to i know i do it i'll take them to where they're facing okay where they're going now if they're facing down down the road i don't (laughs) I can't. I you don't got know. Fifty fifty chance. You put him in the right. back of the truck. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. You got, you got yeah. a choice, left or right. You either split them from their family or you didn't. Exactly. Yeah. So most time it's just a single turtle, and uh, this was the eastern box turtle, and uh, a pretty one. Yeah, he was pretty, and he was facing whatever side of the road. I think it was on like Highway two fifty eight or something. Um, no, where was I? I think I put the location on the uh, on the the. What do you video. put them on Instagram? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just Instagram video. You know, I think I think it's you know important to get the same turtles out there, and they're just helpless. Yeah, you know, I feel like man, they're sitting right where my tire's about to go. And uh, now, do well, you Troy stop in question, the middle of the road? Troy so, had a question earlier. Oh, how yeah. much blinkers on? Yeah, how much how do room do, do you have when you do this? Like, you don't want to stop traffic and I mean, there's cause someone, a wreck. If there's someone behind, most of the time where I'm driving, there's no one around me. So, if there's someone behind me. I just won't look in my rear view because I don't know if that person. I'm 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 more of a. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to see what's gonna exactly. Happen. I do that too. Like if there's yeah something in the road and yeah. I go by it, I'm like, well, he's safe, yeah. he's fine. Exactly. So, I mean, most time, I and mean, I'm always kind of looking around at stuff. Most of my, you know, focused on the road, so that means I'm looking at the road. So, yeah. and uh, most of my notice something in the road pretty far ahead. So. Um, once turn, I'll just break and sometimes I'll just back up about 100 yards or something. I'll tell you, I don't want to skirt the tires and hit the brakes too hard. But like I said, if someone's behind me. God, what if you backed up and hit the turtle trying to save the exactly. turtle? That would you feel be terrible? Yeah. So I, yeah. I'm careful. I mean, it's a dangerous job. Yeah. You're out doing there. the Lord's work for these I, turtles. I'm trying. You know, it just. That's good stuff. You sit there, they're just, they're just sitting there. They don't know what they're doing. They're just trying to get warm, I guess. And uh, we're going for food. I think maybe it's important. Maybe I could start something like people save turtles, but don't risk your life. Yeah, you know, <laughs> someone's behind you. Just I read this tweet earlier in the show. I didn't want to bring it up to you, Bryce, but <laughs> I saw this that uh, a, a guy named Brooks actually met him at the uh, ECU regional, but he said he narrowly avoided a turtle crossing the road. The car behind him also missed the turtle, but the lady two cars behind uh, mm. him splattered the turtle oh, all over the road. That's a shame. I mean, the only good thing is it's quick. I mean, they don't really know anything when it yeah. happens. You know, they don't suffer. No, they don't suffer. So that's the only maybe positive. Well, and turtles are one of suffer. those things like you you want to save. Like they seem to be such friendly creatures. Like if it was a snake on the road, you'd probably aim for it, right? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, wouldn't stop and move it. You're not going to stop and save a snake. They got a chance. I mean, they can slither pretty daggum quick. A turtle, he hasn't going. But my point fast. is, you would have swerved for a snake. 
You want to break yeah. for a snake? You go right over. The turtle is a friendly creature. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for sure. I mean, I'm saving a turtle. I mean, I'll try and avoid some, but I mean, the snake is, he's just, he's SOL because look. Yeah, how you're much, not going to mess with a deer. And look how much road. stop to try and move a deer off the road. If it's alive, I would try. But if it's dead, no. You know, I'm going to Possum. I mean, you're not going to break for a possum. possum. I'll try and like swerve over a possum. Because like I said, the only reason I feel bad for the turtles is because they obviously ain't. And they're slow. They're slow. That's yeah. the reason. That's one of the main reasons because. And they, they, and they seem to be friendly creatures. Yeah. And they don't have a fighting chance to get across fast enough by the time a car comes. Possum, squirrel, not squirrel, snake. They're all. Snake is, like I said, crapped out a lot because, I mean, look how much more road. You can't really dodge a snake unless you probably go all the way across the other lane, which is then again. That'd be there's... gross to see the snakes slithering on the road, too. Yeah. Snakes so, creep um, me out, man. There's something about the old turtles, man. It's just. I like a turtle. I don't want to ride over yeah. a snake because I'm scared it'll get like Ooh, caught God, in the God, tire God. and then in the car. Like, just gave me the heebie-jeebies. I know. See, oh. what was in the car, I don't, I don't know if I have the video anymore. You get uh, caught in your wheel well? No. Well, yeah. And then, like, like, yeah, then, well, then you bring it in your garage. You. And then yeah. It's, yeah, it's in your so house. Speaking of what was, uh, speaking of. baby uh, snakes. Dang. You got a whole. All of a sudden, you're infested. Yeah. You're you got to move. Yeah. Burn down the house. <laughs> of uh, what was in something in your car? So at Jay's car lot, one of the guys when I was up there was like, "Well, this is a first. And they were working on the car, and there was no lie—a crab about the size of my hand. The guy, like full intact crab, it was dead. Uh, when he moved like the under panel, like under the motor, there was a crab. Um, he had a dead crab in his car? Dead crab wow. in the car. Wow, that like, is weird. How did you get under did there? Did he put it there or just crawled on the No, tongue? it was just the car they were working on. And uh -huh. it was literally the size of my hand. I was like, how in the world yeah. does uh -huh. a crab get in a car? Dead crab car. Yeah, well, like, where did it come from? How did it, yeah, how did exactly. it get there? The that's, that's weird. Climb, really. So, weird, wild stuff. Charlie, <laughs> uh, <laughs> do we have one more break? We got to take it. We will come back and wrap it up on a Wednesday Never really got, really got the Pirate Radio Outdoors. The turtle segment that took was, care of that it? today. Yeah, I know. So, that's some good stuff. Save your stories for next week if you can, Bryce. I'll try. It's game week. Mind. I can say it. All yeah. right. We're back with more to wrap it up. Pirate Radio Live after this. This is Tim Doust, ECU football special teams coordinator, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of Pirate Nation. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report for today. The Dow was down 48 points at 35,312. The NASDAQ was up 29 at 15,611, and the S&P was up a point at 4,524. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. And now let's head back in to the show. Here's Clip Brock. Alrighty, wrapping up a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. I apologize to Bryce Williams. We couldn't get to his fishing stories from last week because he caught a big one so save it for next week i'll Bryce. save it we'll also recap ecu app state with you next wednesday and preview ecu south carolina with you next mm -hmm. wednesday 
thought it was a good time. Big week on tap. Yeah. Troy D. Enjoyed it. Fired up, ready to go. Good times. Go Pirates. Mm-hmm. Thursday, 3.30. We are with you on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Four hours of pregame coverage taking you up to kickoff. After the game, it's the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Also, coming up before our pregame on Thursday, Troy, you're one-on-one with the Chancellor. Yeah, right at 3 o'clock. It yeah. should be fun. Uh, tomorrow marks 19 seasons for Pirate Radio. Wow. Mm, for football. Wow. Glad you guys could be a part of it. I am uh, thankful to be a part of the squad. All right, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. Let's do the damn thing tomorrow. All right, hey, watch your language. Uh, Intern Presslin, Bryce, Troy D. We'll see you Thursday, 3.30 on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We'll see you then. So long, everybody.